This episode of The Back Pocket is brought to you by SodaSense. Is April 23rd, and we have Ben Van Wy Mellenberg on the podcast. Decky, I pronounced the last name correctly. How you doing today? Great, Andy Spellcheck. Uh, I noticed you wrote a blog the other day, and I'm just very impressed that the blog had no typos in it, as well as the post, like the announcement post for the blog as well. So I just want to get that out of the way. But it's Ben Vanden Wy Mellenberg, founder of Woodchuck. And what's very interesting about this is, I mean, the man's blowing up, not because of his uh, custom wood products that you typically see at Woodchuck, but because he rebranded his entire manufacturing efforts to manufacture face masks. He started that at the beginning of March, uh, roughly right around there. Roughly around the middle of March. Middle of March, Yep. And his intention at first was to cut 50% of production. And then do the other 50% for uh, developing these face masks. And he was operating at about 50,000 a day, which was incredibly impressive. And now he's operating at 205,000 a day with the likes of 300 um, in a couple weeks, 300,000 in a couple weeks. Yeah. And then not to also mention, he's putting out millions a week, which correct us if we're wrong marketing interns, but through the research that we've done, Woodchuck is officially the number one uh, highest producer of face masks in the whole United States right now. Very incredible. What Ben has been able to do in these last couple weeks, this last month pretty much, is super, super impressive. Uh, And we are just super excited to be able to share that with you today. We had one of our purchasing guys, uh, super long, shaggy hair. I don't know, out to here. Like it was like a fro status. And I told him, hey, I'll pay you if you go get a mohawk. He's like, hell yeah, I'll do it. This kid had the gnarliest mohawk I have ever seen. Do you spike it up and shit? Yeah, yeah. No his, way. his his girlfriend made him cut it three days later, but oh it was, it was cool while it yeah. lasted. That's awesome, dude. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I got a Mark's cut uh, all of our hair uh, throughout football because okay. we play football with him, and he would just come yeah. in a locker room. He'd charge like ten, fifteen dollars, yeah, and he cut everyone's hair, yeah. So it's awesome, like full circle yeah. moment, dude's a man. Yep. I got a mohawk or not a mohawk. I got a mullet. It's it's growing in. You can't really see it right now. It's, Are you gonna go full mo with the stash? Yeah, that's so awesome. It's gonna happen. That's commendable. And it's so exciting because it started in quarantine. I'm expecting like by the time quarantine and all this stuff is over, like the first appearance of me anywhere is gonna be like full on Mohawk. Tiger King with dark hair. Yeah, that's Decky Exotic to you actually. Okay, okay. it's gonna be insane. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. <laughs> it's gonna be nuts. So the fourteenth, the fourteenth is is the new extension. Apparently, right? They already extended it again? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a month from today, right? Oh, damn. Okay, I did not see that. Well, that was the fourth. That's, that's, that's what Zoe told me. So, yeah. Uh, well, I saw something to back that up. That. The St. Paul. Yeah, let's fa- fact check. Can we get a fact check? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks, Marcus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the St. Paul mayor uh, said he's extended to the 13th or 14th. Yeah. Kay. I saw something like that on Kay. Twitter. But yeah, Kay. we got a month left uh, indoors, I guess. Crazy. How have you been handling it so far? I mean, we'll get into everything on the business side, but personally. Yeah, to give a time frame real quick for our yeah. listeners, we're recording this on April 14th. Or today, 13th. 14th. 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 Yeah. Yep. Yes. So today's April 14th, and we're about 30 days into quarantine. Really? Is that what we're in? 30 days? Yeah, because St. Patrick's Day was, I, I like, 
the 15th okay. around there, and that's the first day of, uh, of quarantine. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's Time's pretty crazy. Flies, right? Time, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, we were in Chicago, and that's when we made this. <laughs> not, not fully realizing how big this was about to, this pandemic was about to be dude think about that we like march 14th i think was that friday before saint patty's day mm-hmm. that's when this poster was made a month ago you know that's it's interesting so two weeks before that i was out in california and, um, and i was at my entrepreneurship group that i'm a part of out there small smaller group of people people from all over the place and i remember the the kind of main mc guy and he was talking about coronavirus um And a couple of the guys, one of the guys is involved in the Olympics and the guy from the Olympics at the time said, oh, the Olympics will be canceled. And we're like, fuck that. There's absolutely no way in Mm -hmm. hell. And then there were people from, you know, China manufacturers and all these different countries kind of chiming in in the group like, hey, yeah, this is like pretty serious. And everyone there was like. Nah, like that, you know, like the Olympics canceled. There's no way the Olympics would be canceled or postponed. That's so ridiculous. Like what? And yeah, we're in it. We're in it. We're in it. Everything's canceled. Yeah. And for at least another 30 days. Yeah. We were talking like the first sporting event, probably going to be football. Like realistically, it's it's, that's the kind of time frame it is. And I I don't even know like how that will work. Yeah. So that thinking about sports is is mind boggling. It's like stressful to think about, Mm -hmm. honestly. But I mean, we were just talking a little bit off air. Like I've been really enjoying quarantine now that I've been able to get in a swing of quarantine. Like first couple weeks, you really don't even know what the hell is going on. And it's just hazy. There's just all kinds of different news reports. Like I think there was a week where my screen time was up like two hours and all I was looking at was Twitter. Yeah. Like just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I was just so like fascinated by what was going on around us. And then. After that, it was just like, okay, this is our life. Let's see how we can figure out and make do. Yeah. It's freaking nuts. But uh, I want to touch on like what you've been doing uh, with Woodchuck. You know, you pivoted your, pretty much your whole manufacturing side of your business. Yeah. Um, we were just looking at your Instagram post. Like uh, one of your first announcements was, hey, we launched, uh, you know, we pivoted our business. We're making face masks. Partnering with 3M, we're making 50000 uh, a day. That was March 24th. March 28th, you posted, hey, everybody, mask production's going great. We're now making 205,000 masks per day. Yeah. And then I think you posted two or three days ago, again, saying you've now produced like well over a million a week. Yeah. So I'm just like blown away that you quadrupled your production that you already built out probably, what, seven days before the first time you started doing that? Yeah. I'd like yeah. walk me through that freaking story. That's incredible. And thank you for what you're doing, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, we, we, everyone on our team feels super fortunate um, to first off have jobs right at this point mm-hmm. in time. So many businesses um, ha- have gone under. So many people have lost their jobs that we, we just feel fortunate to be able to one, to have jobs, but two, to help out like and, and truly help and make an impact. Um, and, 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 you know, the, the emails and the phone calls and the messages that we get uh, on a daily basis from people saying, oh, my God, thank you so much. Like we have we have nurses. I have this one video I saved as one of my favorite videos. Um, and every time that shit gets like pretty heated, uh, you know, or, or people are, are getting pretty hot at the office. I mean, we're dealing with a lot of shit right now. It's a good kind of check in of like, hey, uh, 
we're, we're doing a really good thing here. She, she basically, um, you know, sent us a video crying saying we got your face shields today. And for the last two and a half weeks, we, we've been using like garbage bags or, or plastic bags over our head to like cover ourselves. And like, we're just so thankful that we could like get these things. Um, so, I mean, it's, for us, it's been very different, uh, you know, and we were, uh, Zoe and I were on a, 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 a kind of a, a virtual Bible study like last week, and they're talking about grief and grieving. And, and, you know, we're in a very unique spot right now. You know, we're, we, we aren't really dealing with quarantine. We're dealing with getting out millions of face shields across the United States. So we're staying healthy. We're practicing social distancing. We're making sure the teams that we're building out um, are, are also doing those things. But we're in a really like opposite almost kind of time. It's it's ten times as busy uh, uh, as far as what we're doing than what even we were used to pre-corona. Um, you know, we're we're at the office twenty four seven. We're not you know taking breaks. The Saturday I went up north and planted trees for a little bit to you know just get out for a little bit. But besides that, we're there twenty four seven because there's such a deficit of this PPE. Can you explain that a little bit, like? Even from the basic standpoint of like this face shield that you've yeah. made, what is that service providing? Um, because a lot of people are seeing the uh, cotton face mask that covers the, the entire yep. mouth. They've heard yep. of N95, and then now you're making these plastic PPE ones. Can yeah. you kind of explain what th- that's all about? Yeah, so um, the shield itself protects against splatter. So physical droplets or think like a liquid essentially. So the N95 mask protects against, you know, the, the, what you're breathing in, but it doesn't protect against, you know, splatter. So liquids, spit, et cetera. So if that would get on the N95 mask, you got to throw the mask away. And as we've all, we're all very well aware, there's a shortage of N95 masks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even the KN95 masks that are coming in from overseas, there's a shortage of these things, which is why you see a lot of people making their own cotton face masks, which, which I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical expert, but frankly, doesn't provide the type of protection that it's supposed to provide in this virus situation. So, so what a face shield does is protects the mask itself from getting droplets on it, right? And protects the face and the eyes and, and, you know, our nose and things like that from getting droplets into it, from penetrating our skin and, and, you know, areas like that. Okay. So... It protects your face, but it also protects the mask to be able to reuse the mask more than the face shields. Because the face shields, as we've found out, and as many manufacturers across, you know, we're not the only one making these things. We're making a lot of them, but we're not the only ones making them. Um, well, you said a lot. You're actually making the most amount of face masks yes. per week yeah, yeah. in the entire country right In now. the entire country. We haven't found someone that's making more than us, uh, which kind of led into our partnership with 3M uh, this last Friday that we'll be kind of talking about really in a really big way this Thursday. So two days from now, I will be posting about it. But we we essentially 3M came to us and said, "Holy shit, you guys!" Basically, and, and this is my terms, not not 3M terms. Okay, <laughs> disclaimer: anyone from 3M that's listening, uh, they they basically said, "Holy shit, you guys! You're making a lot of these face shields." Um, I mean, we are literally making ten times more face shields than any other 3M sub distributor that's out there. Um, so 3M itself doesn't actually make the face shields. Um, so they make the masks, they make the respirators, right? But they don't actually make the face shields. So they have their sub manufacturers making these. And their sub manufacturers um, that are preferred vendor status, you know, typically it takes whatever, 10, 15 years to get this preferred vendor status. Well, we, we got it in three and a half days. They expedited the program because we we're making so many of these face shields and they knew that we needed a better supply chain 
in order to get these things made and out because we were literally buying up. Like I'll give you an example. We dialed for dollars for about a day and a half and bought every single manufacturer of elastic that existed in the United States. There's a, there's a manufacturer that um, makes elastic on the East Coast. We bought literally everything they had in their entire warehouse. We've bought more elastic right now. Uh, we, we've bought enough elastic to stretch from the East Coast to the West Coast. Holy shit. <laughs> in a week and a half. In a week and a half. So supply chain, right, is totally effed. And, and it's really hard to get large amounts of things and be on the front line of these supply chains. We were going to, to companies that were making the stuff, that were making the plastic, making the elastic, et cetera, and literally offering them cash to give us the supplies first. Um, it, it was crazy. I mean, it was like Ozark status, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Jason Bateman. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Marty Bird. Marty Bird, um, right. <laughs> so... Uh, so having that relationship kind of totally changed the game for us, and which is why by probably this next Wednesday, uh, so a week from today, we'll be making over 350,000 units per day. Per day. Oh, my gosh. Supply chain. Supply chain in 3M okay. uh, coming into the picture. And that's that will transform our ability to provide these to the frontline service you know, providers, the doctors, the nurses, et cetera, on a completely different scale than even we are right now. Mm-hmm. How did you know you were capable of this? Like when you saw that the mask like was a opportunity for you and not the N95, but the PPE masks, how did you know that you and your company were able to go forth and like take on this giant task? Yeah. So we had actually in, in, in all transparency, the week before that, so this was Thursday, this is a Thursday, this is whatever, three weeks ago, we had to furlough about a third of our staff. Um, and that was pretty tough because oh, it man. took us two and a half years to build up the staff uh, that we had built to. We had built an incredible team, incredibly talented team, but with all the events, because a lot of what our business did was, you know, make wood products and custom wood journals and stuff like that for big companies' events, they stopped, right? Everyone Mm -hmm. canceled their events. Twins, Red Bull, Minnesota Wild, you name it. Yes. They all stopped. They stopped in these events. Oracle, IBM, AT&T, Variety, I mean, they all canceled their events. And they, for sure as hell, were not spending money on marketing because they were doing the same thing. Like, so they're not spending money on marketing, right? Because they're cutting their staffs too. So, so you know, 50% or a little bit more of our business totally dropped off within like a matter of a week or two. So mm. this is a Thursday. On Saturday, we actually decided we were up um, at the greenhouse, working on the greenhouse. And I said, you know what? I think they're going to shut down or I think, you know, we're going to be an only essential thing starting Monday. And we have an order that we have to continue running because we still have a contract obligation. Obviously, I can't make my employees work, so I'm going to have to go in and run the lasers. So I was literally going in to run the lasers for the next two and a half weeks or whatever, however long this quarantine lasted. Um, And then I got a call from my buddy saying, uh, hey, you know, I I got a friend that needs 10,000 of these shields. Do you think you can make it? So I said, I don't know, send me the thing. I'm actually heading to the office right now to, to go run the lasers. Um, and uh, so I was like, oh, dude, we could totally make this super easy. He's like, I'm going to come over right now with some plastic, with some foam, whatever. We'll make it. We made the prototype. We got the approval. And then we got the order on Sunday for the first 10,000 units. And this is for Alina. Um, so we made the units right away. Uh, but we posted, I posted that night saying, hey, um, you know, we got this one order, uh, we're, we're going to shut down and we're going to kind of open up our production to make these. So like, if there's other people out there that need this, let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely make more of these things because apparently they're needed. And I was thinking at the time, holy shit, 10,000 units. Like that's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is a lot of stuff. That's a lot of units of anything. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, and within, like I was telling you guys, within like the next 24 hours, we had over 100,000 units of orders. Within the next three days, we had a million units of orders. Uh, so we had to solve for all these problems. Um, yeah. And Jeez. and then the, like the first things you had to do was expand your like in like uh, your manufacturing space. Yeah. Yep. You had to find new space. Yeah. I mean, so you go from capitalizing on opportunity where you like, all right, I can help the world right now with this pandemic to, okay, now I'm like taking on so much that I don't even have the capacity for it. Yeah. Uh, and to give a little background for our listeners, like you have an, an, a, a vision for architecture, like that was, that's your natural uh, capabilities. So you have the long-term blueprint, like ideology. So I love that. Like you're the man for the job. <laughs> it's so, it's actually crazy. Like um, I have a couple more questions about what you're talking about, but I, I was listening to our podcast we did pretty much a year ago around this time, and you were on. You had just finished um, your book, which I actually brought up here because I found it on my. I had finished reading it, you know, I think two or three months ago. But the fir- the the patch of uh, on the wood there, I want to pick that up and read that because I think that symbolizes who you are exactly and what you've been doing. It's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it's so the, there's a little wood tree on it. It says. How to start a business that will save the universe. That's that, that is kind of what we're doing right now. I mean, we're, I don't want to say we're saving the universe, but we're helping a lot of people. There's right a problem. Now. Yeah. And you're solving it. Yeah. It's crazy. Like you, you wrote that book over a year ago, you know, yeah. trying to help people and you're coming at this from the, you know, I'm just an ordinary, I'm an average guy who's, who, you know, busted his ass to, to do what he wants to do and, yep. and find this, this problem and solve it. And you're doing something right now that's totally opposite or not even opposite, just totally different. Something you probably would have never imagined yourself doing a year ago. So yeah, I just really, I I just think that's just fucking badass to be honest with you. Um, I want to know. So like, I want to get more into like the, how, like how does this all kind of come together with, uh, you having the 10, the first 10,000 order and having that idea that one night you, did you go right to supply chain and say, okay, we got to find every person that makes these seven materials that we need to put this thing together. And then were you um, physically hiring people now to put all this together to get your production rates up? Or can you just walk me through like yeah. your first couple steps? Yeah. So, so the buddy that came to me originally, his name is Charlie another buddy from architecture school originally. And uh, he, he was there. He's like, Hey, I'm going to show up on Monday. And I said, well, that that's good because I posted and we have like over a hundred thousand units of orders, ready. We got to like figure out how to make all these right. uh, things. <laughs> um, it, it, it honestly, and, and, you know, this is like kind of a cliche thing to say, but it's fucking true. Uh, our team is fucking epic. I mean, our team is absolutely incredible. And, and when I say like it was, it hurt to like for low people, it fucking hurt because, this team is awesome. Uh, and, and the people we had, and we were able to bring back, you know, the good majority of those people are ready, um, w- which is awesome. But like our team is really good. We had a Monday morning meeting and I basically told the entire team, you know, our 20 some people, 30 some people. I said, Hey, look, we're not going to make wood shit for the next couple weeks. At least, um, we started making these face shields. We got to make 10,000 of these. I posted it last night. We got a hundred thousand units of orders ready. Sales team, we're going to start selling these. Here's a sales sheet. I had, I had made the sales sheet on Sunday. I made Zoe wear the face shield that took I a bunch of pictures I saw that, dude. There. I saw that. Uh, so I said, we're going to sell these face shields, sales team. 
uh, operations team. We're going to work together with Charlie, and we're going to we're going to figure out how to source all this stuff. Uh, and and uh, design team, same thing. You know, you're working on the designs uh, for the layout for this, so like the other cell sheets and the other stuff that they needed. And I was like, I, I mean, literally in that meeting, in the 15 minute meeting, we were able to pivot, and everyone was like, okay, we got it, we got our marching orders, let's go. And like I was saying, within the next 24 hours, we had over a million units in orders. Jeez, that's so crazy. So then physically putting these together, are there anything uh, sort of machines that you can use to like bulk produce these yeah. or manufacture? Or is it physically putting them all together? Yeah, so there are way better ways than lasering them. Uh, you know, <laughs> our, our capacity on lasering was about 55,000 units a day or something. Mm -hmm. So we were at that capacity pretty quick in the first, you know, couple days in the first week. So we started looking at different opportunities. Now what we're doing is rotary die stamping. I mean, there's a million ways to make these things, but now we're rotary die stamping. Can you explain stamping. what that is for the people who didn't take manufacturing class in yeah. engineering school? Yeah, I mean, I just learned about it, you know, a week ago. So um, <laughs> it, it's if you picture, uh, if you picture, I'm just trying to think of something that's a, a little bit bigger size to picture. Whatever, picture a pencil and, and imagine the pencil itself has like little knives on it. Um, and then you like roll a piece of toilet paper through it and the, the knives are set up in a way that it cuts out a shape, right? And when it keeps rolling, it cuts out a certain shape. It could cut out a square, it could cut out a circle, it could cut out whatever, but it cuts out a shit ton of them, right? So you roll mm -hmm. the, you roll the piece of whatever toilet paper through the thing and it, it'll cut out a bunch of the shape. Got it. That's essentially what we're doing now. With so you're the punching shields. out like square or somewhat the shield shape elliptical with two yeah. little slits in it for the band, mm -hmm. um, and that's it. That's the plastic piece. And then you plaster piece. the foam piece on there. Put you the tie the on. elastic on, and then you have the face shield. The elastic is stapled right now. Stapled. The new version we have um, is 3M Grip Lock. Nice. Uh, and it's it's uh, you know something that we can get a lot a lot more of, and it's a lot easier uh, to order in in really big quantities. But um, yeah, so we have a different version that we came out with lower price point too, because you know our thing was hey we don't want to make money in this. We want to like make millions and millions of these things and get them into the hands of people that need them. Mm -hmm. uh, so originally our first price point was like five bucks or 10 bucks. And uh, once we figured out the supply chain and we figured out we could get it down, we just started marching that cost down. Our, our current unit is at $3. Um, we'll continue marching that cost down or price down and we will beat China prices um, within the next two to three weeks. All with American manufacturers. America. Hashtag America. Yeah. That's super damn cool dude yeah yeah and, and you started by you know you called you said you had elastic companies that you called from the east coast to the west coast now you have that product that spans that distance but in terms of the other materials was that something that you got from 3m right away or was that somewhat how'd you outsource that the no other stuff it, yeah it was the same thing it's the thing. same thing dialing for dollars and you just this is like googling and yeah calling yeah Damn. yes that's nuts. and it was it was honest to god it was it was like literally our team. I, right. I specifically remember one of the conversations because we had ran out of all the places that they could find for what, what's called PETG. It's the plastic, it's the shield essentially material. We had ran out, all the vendors we knew were out. And I literally, we, we went to our um, supply chain guy and I told him to download every potential manufacturer in Wisconsin and Minnesota and, and the Dakotas. And we would all divvied up between these five people and we'd start calling them. And, you know, halfway through the list, we found two contractors that now we're, now we're working with. Wow. 
That is so damn sick, man. Dollar for dollars, man. Yeah. What yeah. has been like the? Because uh, I mean, you're you're not a professional face shield manufacturer. No. Uh, well, maybe we are you now. Are now right? We are now after yeah. three weeks of yes. learning. But yeah, what has yeah. kind of been the biggest learning curve or something that you've learned that you were just like, geez, I never expected this from a face shield. Or maybe just through the whole process. I mean, honestly, and, and like, kind of like I was saying before, people like really need these. Uh, you know, I don't know because I'm not a nurse. I'm not in the front lines. I know nurses. I know doctors. And like, it, dude, this thing is so simple. It is a simple mechanism. This is not a complex piece of medical. It is not a medical device by any means. It is a piece of plastic with a piece of foam uh, uh, and a strap on it. That That is literally what this thing is. Mm-hmm. People are in so like such need of this stuff. Um, and not just that, but, you know, the masks and, and things like that. I'm like amazed that, you know, we're like a tiny little manufacturing company. How this is not solved, basically. Like, how are how are we the ones? How solving did it get this? to you? <laughs> you know, no, I mean seriously. Like, sure. how is this not solved already? Um, which obviously creates opportunity, creates opportunity for people, um, and we're so uh, grateful and, and blessed that we can be a part of this solution. But I think this has really opened up um, people's eyes on a, an international distribution perspective of how reliant we are on on other countries for certain things, um, and that uh, you know there's there's going to be people are going to think differently after this in a lot of different ways. Could you explain a little more on what kind of how we'll be thinking differently. Well, I mean that philosophically, I, that's a, that's a couple drinks in. I think we can get to that for sure. I will keep I asking mean, that question from, from in my, you know, from a manufacturing perspective, um, you know, we were extremely reliant on a lot of these things to come at a very low price. And like I said, you know, I'm, I'm really proud that we're uh, going to be beating China's prices in two weeks, um, two or three weeks. We, the email that we sent out today, we get a lot of hate mail from China manufacturers now. Um, like, fuck you, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I, I'll sh- I, they actually make me happy uh, to see those. I would actually love to see them. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll show one here and I'll pass it along because this <laughs> was really hilarious today. I mean, this is just another one today. Is it good um, English, too? Uh, oh, here. It's got to be click, click on oh, that. Yeah, right. Click on that video. I'll toss it to you. Um, one, of, one of the many. Oh my god! Why did you do so many? Fuck you! <laughs> China's pissed. Uh, but but so you know we've been really reliant, and I think one of the things we learned, you know, a lot of stuff got held up in customs, and there were these things made or, or whatever. But we weren't, um, you know, it took it, it it took a lot of manufacturers that were able to be agile and able to move um, and able to to change and just kind of step up to the opportunity and to step up to the challenge um, to solve the problem. And I think we are going to think differently about always just saying, Oh, you know, it's cheaper to get it in China. It's, it's, yeah, it's a dollar 50. Okay. It's a, it's a dollar 50 or a dollar 70 in China. We're just, we're just going to get it from China um, or whatever, you know, country it's coming from. But in a case of extreme need, you know, what happened is, all of the manufacturers for this type of thing died out because they can't compete. They couldn't compete um, because they were shipping in and they were, yeah, just they're, no they're shipping in their labors, you know, $3 an hour or something. Right. And, right. and uh, you know, with, as we found out, labor is a huge component to these things. Um, right. I think we're going to be thinking differently from that perspective of 
where are we buying our goods and how reliant on different areas are we? Um, I think we're also going to be really cognizant uh, uh, of financials uh, and me included. You know, I think pre this, a lot of people that didn't have to grow up through the depression or didn't have to grow up through really big downturns, like frankly, our generation um, grew up pretty cushy. You know, even, even if you grew up in a kind of lower income household uh, like myself, you know, you grew up not having to see a lot of strife, right? Well, this is strife. I mean, people are, lots of people are losing their jobs. Lots of people are not able to pay their mortgages. Lots of people are overextended. Um, and I think it's going to make our economy think a lot differently about how we're spending money. And, and I think that is going to be the one of the biggest uh, effects from coronavirus. It's not going to be that we had to all sit in our houses for two months or three months or whatever. But the spending habits are going to be completely and frankly, in my opinion, forever changed in a lot of people's minds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's it's going to change a lot of things. So many businesses are already affected by it. Sure. Yeah. You know, your sales drop off. But this is like just the beginning. Even when this thing is over, when this thing is over, I think that's the start of even a completely different uh, 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 buyer's market, buyer's market, consumer chain, everything. Yeah. It's, it is fascinating. I, and Andrew, I mean, you sell ads all the time and are, you know, kind of on that seller side of the um, consumer market. So like, yeah, have you are, already seen a difference? Yeah. I mean, people have not stopped buying. Um, we sell like microphones and like your Zoom corporate America. Yep. They're still purchasing yep. um, at that Wits End. Like something would buy a lot right now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we also uh, work for a company, All American Company, and they make All American clothing. Yeah. And like snap your fingers, people are buying um, at Wits End on there too because they believe that like get America back working, like trust America. Yep. And that's why I'm so excited to have you here today. I mean, w- correct me if I'm wrong, Woodchuck prior to. Um, making face shields was primarily um, U.S. operated. Yep. Okay. So yeah, yeah. you've been like hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, that, that's incredible. Like you have taken that vision from the get go and employed uh, all like America and then supplied America. Um, it goes a long way. And from a consumer standpoint, I am so curious. Like you just mentioned, the changes you get from crises are astronomical and we haven't not really endured any of that yet and since day one of this deck and i since we're 23 year old recent graduates who have stable jobs aren't not are not necessarily super affected so we have been sitting back like looking at it like we've actually sh- been sitting in the studio and talking about this very thing of like how is the world actually going to change how, how's the world going to change yeah. and that is like the most thrilling part for me is like what are we going to do about this so this doesn't happen again? But in reality, like, what can we do to, like, make sure that we're better because of this? Yeah. And there are so many different routes, whether it's, like, virtual communication in, in the corporate sense. Um, I'm super curious on how, like, public events are going to change. Yeah. Um, how will sports um, handle this? Will they start incorporating, like, virtual experiences? Um, and that's just, like, tip of the iceberg stuff. Yeah. Do you think, like, events and stuff will be back like we were saying earlier, like where football is going to be back in the fall and all that, or do you think it's going to be different or it'll be back with different or something? Yeah, I think everything's going to be different. I, I, I do. Um, you know, I don't know a lot from the event side and even the, you know, the, from the large to medium to small, uh, companies that we work with on an event event side perspective, no one 
at least in our market, has replanned their events yet, right? It's no, no one's replanned them. So frankly, we don't know, right? We don't know right. if they're pushing them out till August because they are indefinitely canceled. You know, at least all of our stuff that we've worked on mm-hmm. uh, so far that we we're going to work on. I think it, you know, I personally like to look at the, like the positive side of the thing, you know, and, and there's always a lot of negative, like, and it's easy, I think really easy to get caught up in like the negative and like the negative things that will be affected or changed. There's so much positive that has already come out of this. And, you know, it's super unfortunate and terrible. You know, people are losing their lives. Um, but there's so much good coming out of this from a, a financial health perspective to a family health perspective to, a, um, you know, recognizing like kind of being able to to live again, you know, live for life, not necessarily work, spending more time with your families. Um, there's a lot, a lot of good that's coming out of this. And the good personally that I see and the, the the good that I like to talk about on social and emphasize on social is the people in the company stepping up during this time. Like today we had a feature, um, I don't know if you guys saw the video we posted, but a feature uh, kind of highlighting one of our employees. Who wanted, who's wanting to be, to be a nurse. nurse. Yeah, 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 exactly. So like mm-hmm. stepping up in a time where people are super scared, right, that everyone's dying and, and saying, no, I want to help. I want to help right now. I mean, those are the people like – I just, I don't know. I, I absolutely love that. I love the people stepping up and I love looking at the people and the companies that are stepping up right now um, to do something better and, and to make it, to, to make positive news, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I think stuff's going to be really changed. I don't know. For me personally, uh, I have a totally financial different outlook, right? On this, you know, we were, we were kind of rocking and rolling with the business. We had our numbers for the year. Um, and you know, we were, we were leveraging ourselves and we were trying to, you know, uh, uh, I mean, we're pulling all the stops, right? Like we're trying to grow as fast as we can possibly grow. There's a reason why other companies, you know, don't try and grow super fast. It's probably because a lot of them have been through downturns like this and realize, Hey, we should have some stockpiler. We should have, you know, we should maybe be a little conservative. Uh, and I think, I don't know, that's the biggest thing that I've learned through this so far is the the buying habits and the, the financial habits and things like that, that, uh, I don't know, at least personally, will forever be changed from this. Well, and I, you touched on earlier about how, like, our generation hasn't really experienced a lot of strife, and this is the first time. And when you compile that on on top of the last seven years for you building Woodchuck, and just grow, 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 right? That's always been the thing. So I don't, I mean, I don't blame you for not just being super bullish in your attempts, right? It makes yeah. total sense. Bullish yeah. is the right word there, right? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, sure. yeah. I just, yeah. mm-hmm. I think I, I'm getting, I'm getting better at this finance stuff. Yeah. But anyways, like it, it makes, it, it makes sense why you would be in that situation. So I don't think yeah. there's no reason to fault that, but yeah, yeah. How do you, how do you react? How do you respond? And it, it just blows my mind. Cause like, I just want to know, I want to know like how people like when we talk about the buyer's market, like what does that mean for just like what for I I want to talk about like the, the entrepreneurship side of it. Right. Cause it would, it was entrepreneur being an entrepreneur like four weeks ago was sick. Like you were the Gary V you were like this, <laughs> yeah. this and that you're like, Dude, yeah. I'm going to start my company. And you know, Andrew and I have been riding that kind of wave for the last three years to a certain degree of like, you know, average person, start your own company, you know, find what you love to do. Mm-hmm. And now when this thing hits and you talk to, you know, different people who are like, oh, you know, I want to quit my job and go do this. I want to do that. You're like, you know what? 
uh, I'm lucky to have a job. I'm really excited that I have this job and yeah. I'm much more thankful about yeah. my opportunity and that I have the ability to at least put 20 hours towards like a side hustle or, you know, yep. this, that, and the other. So it's just like the dynamic shift is in from a mental side is very interesting. Like it, again, it goes back to just the idea of that. It's, it's con- much more conservative. Like there has to be a conservative side to your, to your yeah, attack now going forward. Yeah. I, I think, um, one of the things I'm really thankful for that we did, uh, you know, from an entrepreneurial standpoint in the, early on is, you know, we had kind of set up a, you know, our mission statement. We want to put nature back into people's lives, bring jobs back to the U S and bring quality back to products. And a big piece of that was manufacturing our own stuff. Um, cause I like making stuff and that was just a part of the jobs piece. And we just we wanted to be able to make our own stuff. And it was not by any means a good financial move. You know, again, uh, a, a really good finance person would have said, this is stupid. Why are you guys buying this really expensive equipment? Well, what are they going to say? Outsource to China exactly. or Thailand no, or outsource. I mean, yeah. we could have made uh, uh, 15 times uh, what we were if we would have just outsourced and had somebody else make it and just sold it, right? We could have made, I mean, that would have been the right financial move in the last eight years. But we weren't. We were bullish on the idea of we wanted to make our own stuff. Um, not just because we wanted to make our own stuff, but because we liked making different stuff. And, uh, you know, three years ago, we came up with Woodchuck Interiors and we started doing interior paneling um, to diversify what we were doing a little bit uh, and to have, you know, a market in the in the uh, interiors kind of space in case we hit a recession, which typically in a recession, you know, remodeling goes up. So, you you know, that's kind of why we built that. Well, Corona is like a totally different thing. It's not really a recession. You know, remodeling is not going up. Uh, but we built that because of that. And we manufactured the stuff so we could do that. And the only thing that truly allowed us to pivot here, and I think this is the word um, that I've been using a lot over the past couple of weeks, is pivot. What allowed us to do this was our ability to pivot, period. We would not have been able to pivot if we wouldn't have had the manufacturing capacity or capability, period. Mm. That's That's... You know, so if we would have chosen over the past eight years to outsource manufacturing, make more money, whatever, and and that and that was our goal, uh, we would not have been able to pivot. We wouldn't have been able to do what we did. So very grateful that we kind of stuck with our guns and said, uh, you know, we want to make stuff, and we're going to continue to make stuff, and that's why we were able to pivot. It's because we have the capability to do that. Yeah, congratulations to that, man. That's incredible. Do Do you think? And cor- correct me or stop me if I'm crossing a boundary, but do you think there's if, no boundaries? All right, there's no boundaries. There's no fucking <laughs> boundaries. No there's no fucking boundaries. boundaries. Do you think if the face masks, if like if you didn't get that call from your buddy saying ten thousand face masks, we are, are you able to manufacture them? Do you think you'd be trending and going out of business because uh, events are starting to like have compl- are canceled indefinitely? Yeah, and there's there's no one's making custom made products yeah. anymore. Absolutely not. We would not have gone out of business. But it could, it may have been just myself and John, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, so you you can't call it going out of business uh, if you still have an LLC, right? You know, and I think you know, I, <laughs> and that's really the mindset. I mean, it honestly, truly is a mindset. And at the end of the day, it really does come back to like putting nature back in people's lives. I mean, it would have been very different, you know what I mean? Here, it, it probably would have been just John and I, and I would have been uh, uh, just getting off of a laser shift. Actually, not even three hours from now, uh, making stuff, and and that would have been my life for the next couple of years, trying to rebuild 
that company. Mm -hmm. right. Uh so no, I don't think we would have gone under uh just because we're so bullish. Bullish is a word of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> the bullish mm -hmm. podcast. Love Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um on on our on our company and what we want to do. So going off that, you know, the last eight years has been buy one, plant one. Now you've spent the last three weeks making face one well, now you're the biggest face shield manufacturer in the in the country or the world. What's next? So we we will be opening up a medical distribution company uh, after this with our relationship now with 3M and just our distribution network. Um, we will be opening up a medical distribution company. Um, I'm really excited about that. Uh, doing this over the past couple of weeks has been incredible, and and obviously it'll be a completely different business than just making face shields. Um, but our ability to help truly change people's lives and, and affect people's lives in a positive way has kind of opened up this other door of our team that was just doing this before is capable of doing probably 10 times uh, what they were doing before. Mm. And I've witnessed that in almost every single circumstance uh, from purchasing to manufacturing to selling. Um, and everyone has a new ceiling now. And I, I'm the ceiling pusher, right? That's my job as, you know, the, 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 the traction visionary guy. It's my, it's my goal and my objective to push everybody's ceilings. That's why I have our little uh, survival trainings, right? Yes. Um, I learned truly that our team is capable of 10 times more than, than what they were doing before. And yeah, so we'll be doing a lot more stuff after this. Wow. And then do you, I know you've been the, the conservationist the whole time as well. Is that something that uh, I don't, I can't imagine you'd pivot away from it, but is there something is there something where it, it takes a, a hit a little bit or I mean what in terms of that perception, how, how yeah. does that change? So we'll still have woodchuck buy one plant one. Absolutely. And, and we'll, you know, hopefully as uh, the market starts to kind of come back, uh, you know, um, a lot of people have said, Hey, we love what you guys are doing. We love the brand. Um, we're going to be supporting you guys when, when this is all over with our events and everything, you know, yeah. so that's great. That's fantastic. So we'll still have that sector. We'll continue to build that company. That's still, you know, my true passion. I love nature. I love getting people to nature. Um, this will be a different thing. This will be a different thing. And I can almost guarantee you there will be a, some type of give back component to that as well. Um, just because I think that, that give back portion uh, uh, circulates itself through the culture and is a part of the culture and frankly is the culture and is what attracts good, good talent. Um, it attracts sales. It attracts a lot of good things. So right. um, well, yeah. what's cool too about it and is the, the fact that you are again, American based manufacturing and now you're projecting within two weeks to beat China. Do you think that, can hold like you can hold that price you can remain competitive is yeah, that possible absolutely okay yeah so i think that's the that is like the the true win out of all of this right yeah. is that you're uh you you're proving that the system that everyone says is flawed is actually you can you can do it american ingenuity in the past three weeks and like kind of like i said before like what am i most whatever about it's the american spirit and american ingenuity the companies and the people stepping up with in true American fashion has literally been absolutely incredible. I mean, truly it's witnessing this from, you know, the scale of a tiny little manufacturer like us all the way up through the executives at 3M 
it is it, or or whatever hospital organizational chain that we're dealing with, where typically you have to deal with six weeks of of red tape to cut through. Um, it's incredible. I don't know. It's it's not that I didn't have an incredible amount of American uh, uh, spirit. spirit before <laughs> this. This has revived it on an entirely different level. Dude, that's killer. That's very yeah. well said because like I'm thinking through right now like. Like my dad works in the restaurant industry and he's in the forefront of having to let go thousands of employees because they don't have restaurants to operate anymore. Like they're just doing takeout and a couple catering things and they have a wine club membership, but like they, they have cut so many people off of it. And he is dealing, he's talking to all of your top line restaurants. Like how do you handle letting go of your employees? What are the benefits you're giving them? How can we be, um, what's the word you just use? Ingenuity. Ingenuity. How can we have that innovative thought process to like make sure we're treating these people of value and we're not just letting them go off to the wayside like people are taking responsibility they're not shying away from the chaos and they're making changes for the betterment of the people next to them and the people all around them and i think that's the coolest thing like from right from the get-go you saw like and i'm going to keep bringing back sports because that's what i like see day to day is like i'm a sports geek um like the sports industry took ownership and like we're going to cancel everything instead of making the millions of dollars that we could the billions of dollars that we could uh, the NCAA cu- cutting March Madness like that was so selfless to do something like that when they could have easily like figure out a way to make money off of the thing. And yep. so when you speak about how uh, the ingenuity of America right now taking ownership and like that's what excites you, I- I'm like riding that vibe entirely. And it's very cool to be young and witness all of it and know that you can learn from this and have the ability to make that impact uh, in the same manner. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. And I want to continue down the Ben VW track a little bit more because you you're talking about pivot. You just made a big pivot in your own life. You got married. Uh, engaged, engaged. Engaged. Whoa. Sorry. Whoa. Yeah, sorry. Whoa. Engaged. Easy. Yeah. Easy there, bud. <laughs> that is, that is the, the M word, dude. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> the soft E word. You got engaged, lower Casey, um, in Hawaii just a few weeks prior to this all going down. Yeah. Uh, we were doing the uh, Embrace North challenges together. Yeah. And one week you were there, the next week you missed, and the next week you came back and you were engaged. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So congratulations. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, how was that? You went down to Maui. And Kauai. Kauai. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. It was awesome. Uh, it was the last, for me, it was the last state uh, that I uh, wanted to check off my list. Um, I love epic shit, and it was also my 30th birthday. Um, so I had, I had uh, you know, kind of planned that out along with, uh, you know, I was planning on proposing. Um, and I didn't want her to know, so a couple weeks before was her birthday. So I'd got her a pair of earrings and said, hey, you know, like, look, you know, stuff with the business is pretty tight right now. Like, I'm thinking it's probably going to be a year, year and a half out, you know, before nice. maybe we get engaged. Just nice. to just really set the table to make sure she didn't expect anything. But <laughs> no, no, it was it was awesome, man. It was incredible. Uh, we, we hiked up to a waterfall there. We had a blast. Had a We got a cool house. Had a bunch of friends and family there. It was it was really, really cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's and a, then and two weeks later, coronavirus. Yes. Two weeks later, coronavirus. It's just yeah. so funny how you like hold on to those like last memories of what you were doing before BCE. Yeah. Before the Corona era. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, you had brought up, you're like, what were you guys doing with that? You know, uh, little girl on the podcast or whatever. I was like, that sounds weird. Yeah, I know, right? That just <laughs> that's not a that's not a great audio bit. <laughs> that's not a great audio bit at all. Nonetheless. 
We were at the auto show. And we had a little girl on our podcast. <laughs> that was like our last, Rylan, yeah. That was our yeah. last podcast interview pretty much before the coronavirus. Like well, the, that whole experience. The 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 Experience the North thing. I mean, we were doing that. Like, oh, Embrace the North, yeah. Embrace the North. At, yeah, you know, I mean, that was kind of going on the whole time anyway, right? You know? We continued through it. We continued through. We pushed through. Yeah. Yeah. We pushed through. That How gnarly is that, stuff. by the way? Like, that was, I assume that was your first time, like, jumping in the water and doing that kind of workout, or have you done that before? So, so the, the guy next to me has a, uh, up at my cabin has a sauna, and we, he, in the middle of the winter, uh, you know, opens it up or whatever, has a little ice auger thing. So we do that actually quite a bit. Oh, nice. But, but not, you know, we didn't do it for like minutes at a time. You'd like go in and see how long you could hold your breath under the water. So it's like maybe 30 seconds, right? 45 seconds, but never anything like that. That was, that was intense. That was intense. That was boundary pushing. Yes. That Have you gone awesome. back and done it uh, since? I did it a couple times. I did it like maybe four or five times. Nice. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Shout out Luis it. getting us going Dude, and incredible. Jason Coons. Incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Who got you locked in or dialed in on that? Coons. Coons? Yeah, Coons. Coons. Yeah, we were, I was at church, and he's like, dude, come to this thing. And I was like, I need a little bit of spice in my life right now. It yeah. sounds mm-hmm. like fun. And uh, yeah, no, it was awesome. We, what are we going to do in the summer? We're trying to get um, a go to like a local high school and like go around a track and work out and then have ice buckets, like tin can okay. ice buckets. Okay. And it will just be like rotating in and out of that. Okay. There was also talks of uh, going up to Duluth. Yeah. Um, into is it Superior? Yeah. Yeah. Into Superior, and uh, seeing if that water's still freezing up and through May, because you know it will be. Yeah. And trying to you know test the boundaries up there. There's also been talks of Luis has like different just random remote places up north where he just wants to like take people to these locations and then just do crazy workouts over there. That's awesome. So if you have any like different places, like I know up Dude, in he Cushing, come, like, yeah, you can come up to my place in Cushing. Like we should do something like that where we just yeah. go on like crazy hill. We do like hill runs and kettlebell swings, and yeah. then we somehow get ice involved. It's awesome. It'd be insane. It's awesome. It'd be absolutely gnarly. Yeah. Embrace the north. <laughs> so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Phone is so cold. It just <laughs> half the shit didn't even make sense. No, nothing made sense. The uh, the I did uh like a my first ever twenty minute plunge like right when Corona hit because I I don't know I was just feeling off my rocker again. Yeah. I think I mentioned earlier, like I was spending like two hours on two extra hours on my phone, just like looking at all the news, like what the fuck is going on here? And one of the mornings I was like, you know, or the night before I was like, I'm already planning on going to run in the morning. I might as well run to Cedar Lake, jump in and then run back. Yeah. And I get there and I realize like I'm extremely unprepared. Like I have no towel. I'm like, how am I going to tie my shoes after I get out? Like there's all these just different things. And I like dipped my toe in the water. I was like, fuck that i'm running back you know two days later jason coons does this challenge thing you know it was right in the hot yeah. hot peak of instagram challenges and crap and i will not do a challenge right now for anybody out there but he challenges everyone like okay get in the water you know do something i was like okay might as well so i ran back and did it but more prepared and, and did a 20 minute plunge for the first time and i was just like it's crazy how like That's awesome you're Dude, your mind in in the the crazy thing for me is I did it by myself, right? Like before, it was let's get a group of thirty yeah. dudes, let's yep. work out, let's make yep. this like a very ceremonious thing, and then yep. you get in. Like you're the most mentally prepared, but waking up at five when your alarm goes off and you know twenty five minutes later you get in the water, like dude, that was an entirely different feeling. Yeah, it's just 
so nuts. But I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for what the summer is going to bring. Honestly, I, it'll be. I'm curious. Right? Curious, right? I don't. We know. were had a plan of uh, hosting an event, Bocella. That's like our big year. Yeah, event. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we were going to one up it this year, hosting in Stillwater. I mean, they're still. We're still trying to figure out if we can do it in August. Dude, for sure. Yeah. August, absolutely. Right? right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We needed to hear that. Dude, even if everyone has to wear a hazmat suit, you fucking do it anyway. We fucking send it. Right. Dude, do it anyway. Right. Absolutely. I just want to make sure the sponsors are okay for that, though. Like, I don't know how Dude, we Dude, can... I'll, I'll sponsor that. Oh, we'll, fuck yeah. We'll provide the face shields. <laughs> the PPE. Uh, you guys can get, uh, we'll get 3M in on this. They'll get the hazmat suits. Sick. It'll oh. be cool. Actually, you know, that's not a bad call. Like, design. I feel like the face mask, um, in your sense, but also like the cotton one that yeah. more, like, majority of people will just wear now. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be like a, a part of your fit. Like, it's going to be like fashion now. Dude, absolutely. Absolutely. It's weird. Yeah. It- I mean, we got to figure out how to, like, still live. It, here's the thing. I mean, yes. People are dying. This is a serious thing. We have to take it seriously. But we also have to figure out how to continue to live. Like, we can't all be hobbits for the next 500 years, right? Mm -hmm. Like, dude, wear a hazmat suit and wear, you know, wear a respirator. Dude, have a party. Go out. Get outside. Like, go do your thing. Just don't make out with strangers and, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Have some hygiene. Yeah. Like, do your due diligence. We were talking with uh, one of our buddies who does sales for the uh, Timberwolves. He does season ticket sales. And he's like, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll have just care packages. They walk in. They they have wet wipes and and their own Timberwolves. It says, go Wolves as a face mask. And, (laughs) you know, we're spacing out the seats a little bit more. Um, Like, precautions will be taken. It's just uh, what measures do you think are necessary? Which ones do you think are too extreme? Bocello's got to happen. Bocello's got to happen. Bocello's got to happen. happen. And that one is just enough. That's like playing the fine line. Right. But it's just the the thing that just is so weird to me is like, what is going to, where's the line? What's socially acceptable? Is it 68,000 people in a stadium watching a a Vikings game? Or is it not that? You know, like what, where... Especially for the people, the people who are probably making the line or at least influencing the line are the ones who are actually making the money. Like, you know, every like for a great example, like I work in construction right now. And the reason that construction is still an essential uh, business, like I'm building the parking garage that at the airport that went from the most the biggest need for the airport at Terminal One three weeks later is now probably not even going to be used for the next two years because yeah. no one's really traveling as Dude, much you're helping build that parking garage that is the largest parking garage i've ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah it's insane it's like seriously it's like 71 football fields yeah, of he's been on this job for two, two years. years yeah dude i mean literally that thing is huge mm. i walk around it every single day wow i know it i know wow. it man that big uh the big facade all the blue and white yeah not, not to brag that's me I, I I helped hang all that shit up. That's which is awesome. pretty fun. Yeah, that's awesome. But uh, <laughs> like, but like construction, right? The reason why that was such a like the reason that that was held essential. No, like no investor is going to go build a building right now and, and take yeah. out a loan yet. Hopefully they will. I, yeah. So I have a job. But like, it's because the the unions were were up the governor's ass. Like, hey, you know if you if you deem us not essential, what's going to happen, right? Like yeah. our workforce is so massive that they're like, okay, we can't cut it. But I'm just using that as an example is like the influence on like what a Vikings or what the NFL, the NBA or any of these government agencies, they got to be talking with the CDC and, yeah. and the feds and everybody like, 
hey, what do we, where is this line? Because yeah. they're going to want to sell out stadiums because like a Brooklyn Nets, someone who the only reason they're a team right now is because they can, they're able to sell tickets. Well, now that you take that out of it, like now what, you know? So I'm, I'm curious as to like, is there a line? Yeah, that's a good question. We're not gonna we're not gonna solve it here. We're today. not solving we're it. Today. We're not gonna solve we're it. We're not gonna solve it. We can try, but we'd probably be wrong. God we damn will it! Be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so nuts. we could take a stab at it. Oh, but man. I want to know from your perspective, Ben. Like, um, so now it's cool to see like you you've pivoted, and I think this is like a very defining moment in probably what's in the span to be something massive. How does that impact your mindset? And reflecting back to that why, you know, that you wrote in that book uh, over a year ago, how does that, has that changed at all? Has it maybe morphed into something or evolved into something bigger? Yeah. So for me, my, my like kind of disconnect time, you know, it's, for me, my disconnect time is typically like when I'm flying to places, it's the only time that I typically journal and I, I like tell people to journal a lot more than I actually journal. Like when I'm going out and talking to stuff, I'm like, Oh, you should journal every day. I, I like journal only when I'm flying. Not when I'm <laughs> the flying, truth, the but, truth like, comes out. <laughs> but like when I'm in the passenger and I'm flying. Right. Cause you're and, a pilot. Yeah. That's a sick. I fly planes. Yeah. Brag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right it's, a, it's a slight way to say like, dude, I, I just got my pilot's license, you know, it's up, but uh, no, no, seriously, <laughs> honestly, you know, um, and, and I haven't flown in the past, uh, uh, two and a half months or something. So um, I have a mental coach or what I call a mental coach and uh, executive coach, whatever. And uh, we were talking about this the other day because everyone's habits have changed, right? Like all of our habits have completely changed. So like even the people that, you know, I built up a great routine, I work out, I eat, I, you know, every time I fly, I'm making sure I'm, I, I journal for at least an hour or two each time I fly. And, and that for me was a great kind of for me to like pull myself out of the day to day and like, think about that higher level thing. What I realized is when I stopped doing that, I also stopped that routine of thinking about the higher level things. So anyway, I had to integrate that back into my life. I just kind of wanted to point out that, you know, like we all had our routines like prior to this and we, you know, whether you had good routines or bad routines or whatever, but I think the routines is like a really important thing to point out because a lot of people are getting thrown off kilter, myself included. And up until recognizing the fact that like, Hey, a couple of the healthiest things that I was doing for myself, uh, you know, journaling, probably the number one healthiest thing I was doing for myself and then working out both pretty much completely stopped. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, and it's, it was easy to do that because, you know, whether either you're staying at home or you're working a ton, uh, it's easy to get kind of thrown off that routine. But anyway, what does that look like, uh, uh, in the future? And what does that, why look like? I was able to connect with that over the past, um, week really, uh, because I started journaling again and saying, what is this? This is a separate thing. You know, Woodchuck is its thing. This is a separate thing. What does it look like? This mission, what we're doing right now is about helping save people's lives. What does it look like a couple months from now? It's probably about helping save people's lives too, mm-hmm. but it might not be face shields. I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, it could be distribution of, I have no idea, um, but it's probably something in that medical field and that's a separate company. That's a separate thing. Oh, separate company entirely. It's not going to be, like, be like Wood Health. It, it might be Woodchuck Medical. I don't know yet. Right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's going to be a separate vision. It's going to be a separate mission. Uh, it is going to be a separate entity, right? right? That's focused on something different than putting nature back into people's lives. That's fascinating. Congratulations, man. Yeah. Marcus, did you, it looks like you had an inkling. 
no inklings. Sorry. I did not have an inkling. Oh, okay. That. Sorry. No, I was just listening along. Okay, right on. This is Marcus, by the way, Ben. I don't know if What's you... up, Marcus? We How met we met earlier in the doorway. We did. Yeah. yeah. Uh Marcus, do you have any any questions for our buddy Ben right now? Um I was trying to think of a few off the top of my head and I just couldn't come up with many. Um the biggest one that was just kind of a more relaxed kind of question was what are we all personally looking forward to in the summer? Because we talked about what we're looking forward to with Embrace the North. We talked about what we're looking forward to with like events. But what are like what are some personal things that we're looking forward to? I think Bocella, right? <laughs> Bocella. Yeah, Bocella. Bocella. I think Bocella. Uh, the idea of being on a boat in the sun with music playing with yeah. your buddies closer than six feet. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, that, <laughs> that just, sounds pretty awesome. It sounds yeah. electric. Sounds All, pretty kick-ass. That sounds incredible. That's mm-hmm. something you guys could be shining positivity on in people's lives looking forward to this incredible event, even if you're in a hazmat suit. Right? Yeah. Right. The, the, people look at the hazmat suit as negative. We look at the, the hazmat suit as, as the suit of opportunity. The suit of opportunity to mark your Bocella time in 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I think I, my mom has been giving me a ton of shtick for this. And it's the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm very lighthearted. I like to make jokes about a lot of things. But boiling it down, like, I'm, I'm just looking at the positive as much as I possibly can. Yeah are you challenged a lot of the time? Cause I feel this a little bit of just like, it's so easy to find the negative that sometimes like that positive line is, is, is dwindling, dwindling a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I, Cause I know there's a lot of people out there like that who are sucked up in the negative. What would you say to someone who just, what could they do to find more positive in their day to day? Yeah. I think at least personally, um, it is, can be significantly influenced in what you're watching and what you're reading. hundred percent. Even myself, mm. I feel like I'm pretty bullish, uh, right. Mm. On like my own vision and my own views. <laughs> um, so, uh, and I realized even actually prior to doing the face shield stuff, you know, I was watching the news 24 seven wondering what the hell is going to happen to my business. Everything is shutting down. Oh my God. Every single article coming out is terrible. Absolutely terrible. Uh, and I was getting in a pretty negative mindset. Uh, and I think it's easy to do that when we're consuming a lot of negative material. Frankly, I only check uh, statistical data now, like online. Uh, I, I, you know, might catch, uh, I might catch five minutes of the news before I turn the Ozarks on. Um, <laughs> but uh, besides that, I'm not consuming a lot of negative news. And I'm so, so I'm, I've stayed away from that completely. And frankly, I, have to stay away from that as far as like where we're going and casting the vision and casting positivity for everybody else. Um, but yeah, my, my advice would be stop watching negative shit, right? Stop watching the news and the articles that are saying everything's in in the shit can and everything's going to hell. Uh, go look at the positives. And if you can't find the positives, Google statistical data, Google stats, uh, the stats show you that this thing will end. Uh, it does end in even places where it was terrible before. So no, there is an outcome. There is something on the other side. And there's a lot of really good people and a lot of really good companies doing really good shit right now. Look at that. Follow that and spread that. That's what I would say. That's my, that's my. I love that, box. man. I think it's so interesting. Like it's that, that positivity or that those moves being made scale across every sort of from a single singular person doing something good for someone else to you know apple or even not to brag but you produce more 
face masks than Apple itself, which I think needs to be said. Um, but scaling all the way to like an NBA where they're, they were probably the first ones on it. Hey, season's canceled, right? These are, these are private industries, private firms, uh, businesses that have nothing to do with government that said, Hey, you know, we have a ton of influence. We're going to utilize this for, uh, for, for safety, for, uh, you know, po- it, for positivity, all these different things. Like they were doing this on a, for a reason and they did it because they could. And now that they've, the, the proof is in the pudding, where do we go from there? You know, I'm just so interested to see that because you've experienced it firsthand. You're, you're seeing companies physic like take their, take probably what their, their, uh, manufacturing weights were and drop them down so that you guys could work together and make this shit happen and provide a need. That's that kind of brotherhood sisterhood that's going on within this country right now is I think what you were touching on earlier is why your rates are going to drop below China because as much as cheap as they are, they don't have the personal connection that we all have with each other. And I don't think we recognize that before. American pride, baby. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, but do you think, honestly, like, I know that's kind of a lot of jargon from a guy who doesn't know a lot about manufacturing, but do you honestly think, like, that we, that we, like, after coronavirus, do you think more people, like, our market will actually be competitive with a China or with uh, the, some of those outsourced places that people have always gone to because it's just cheaper? It, it'll be competitive in a different way. I don't okay. think it's. I don't think everything is going to be price competitive. Nor mm-hmm. do I think it can get there. And nor do I think that we understand that it needs to be there anymore. I think people are going to look at uh, things in a lot. You know, like we've talked about, look at things in a lot different way. They're looking at apparel in a different way. They're looking at whoa, it's actually makes sense now for people, right? Before buying apparel from Great Lakes or whatever, you know, American-made places. It made a little bit of sense, right? It's like, oh, my buddy's got a business. Oh, it okay. wasn't their price point. Yeah, it, it was like, oh, okay, my buddy's got a business, or you know, uh, this American apparel company, uh, you know, it's making an American. Okay, cool. Like their stuff's kind of cool. Like, whatever. Yeah, I might buy it. Now it's like, holy fuck, Sally has a job there, and she lost her job because they don't have enough sales. Wait, so if I buy that thing from them, that means they're going to, imp- I mean, it's like, it's like making sense and I'm over dramatizing it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, but that's what's happening. Like people are actually understanding that now they're understanding that with restaurants. They're understanding that with yeah. clothing. They're understanding that with the, the, the lip balm that they buy. Right. Kind lips, baby. It, it's, it's making sense to people and we're all coming together saying, how can we help each other? And that is another positive consumer habit that I think will change after this. Mm-hmm. And you know what it kind of comes down to is as you listed off those different things is it, it, it personalized it. it, And that's what like a brand is. Like I have kind lips right here because I love Josh Newman. Yeah, Josh Newman's doing something cool out there. Not yeah. to mention Josh Newman put us in a group chat within 30 minutes after we recorded with him last year and said, hey, Ben VW has just dropped a book. He needs to be on your podcast. Yeah. That's how we met you. Yeah. So like that's that's just like a cool small example, but like yep. that's that's why we go to Red Cow because Red Cow's lo- local Minnesota. That's why we yep. buy Bauhaus beer because we know the the guys there. It's like the, these products, these things that we consume without even thinking twice, be- have so much more meaning when you put an actual human or an actual person behind it. Yep. And why has this whole like get your personal brand, brand your your stuff? It's because people are sick of the 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 face 
of just like some big thing that you just purchased. They want to know where they're buying it from. They want to know who's behind it. They want to know the why. And I mean, with Woodchuck and where you're going with health, like you don't have to question that at all. Right. Yeah. Same reason why like Andrew and I, I mean, we, we, we don't, we don't necessarily just zoom call in anybody from the entire world. Like we love this setting. The fact that you can come over on a, on a busy after a busy day on a Tuesday and coming into our third third floor of our house and record yeah. an, a, an awesome conversation. Mm-hmm. The Washington Instagram loft. <laughs> Amen to that. We used to call it the Washington Capital, and this okay. room was it's called, kind of like a den. It's yeah. a den, <laughs> yeah. and then we were also thinking this room specifically before we turned in the studio was the war room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Your thoughts? Can you guys cut a window in this side? So that is a this window. This is a window. We no covered shit. and we yeah. covered it up because we it's there's a tree. It's too too too. Well, it's just like how do you balance the lighting? With yeah, all lighting that. would be really tough. Right, lighting would be really tough. Yeah, yeah. Unless we film, I like it. I mean, way. I like it. It is a. It is. I like the it's feel. Deceiving because the uh, the high ceilings. You don't realize you're in an attic. Yeah, uh, which is kind of cool. We're also coming up on our lease renewal, and mm. I have just been stressing out about that because we did not tell our landlord we did any of this are you gonna oh wow <laughs> does he listen to your podcast i don't even think he i don't think they know one. we have one we're gonna take the sign down when the inspector comes i like literally <laughs> i think this is one of those like great i don't know it's probably not a great start story but like the idea that just like oh yeah back in the day when we started this podcast we like built out a whole studio in our house and- i don't think you have to i mean i don't think you have to i think you pitch it to him as a positive hey bro i just like did some finished square footage up here for you. So I think you need to take her two months of rent off at the end. That's what I would go to him with. Oh, just, I would just go say right we, after. we, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't even try and make a dime off it. I would just be like, look, like we think this is our favorite room in the house and we wanted to make it look a little better, you know, give them the antidote of the 1940s newspapers back here, which yeah. we'll show you after. It's kind of the coolest part of our whole house, but just pitch them on the fact that it's just like we really appreciated this and we didn't want to see dumb yellow spray foam in here, so we covered it with Menard wooden panels. Shame think, on us for not doing woodchuck panels. I think I think you could pitch it. I think you could yeah. sell it to them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we've never actually – you've met our landlord once. Uh, yeah, once or twice because he came over for the inspection and then he had like a follow-up, Yeah, and I was home for it. That was it. That so was they, it. I think they do an inspection a year or something like that. I don't really know. Yeah, he said once this passes, he'll come through and uh, – where are you guys moving after this? We si- so we signed the lease one more year. So okay, okay, okay. You still got it a while. So we got it. We okay. got it for another year. Okay. We renovated this. Barring any sort of, I mean, we broke the lease, right? We didn't tell our landlord that we were making reserva- re- uh, renovations, and yep. we just flat out did. So there's a chance that they can be like, uh, fuck you guys for making this awesome-ass place. You guys got to go, right? There's a chance. That's unlikely. There's, uh, unlikely. Highly unlikely. We could be saved by Still corona. probable. Highly unlikely, still probable. Right. Right. So So we are living here right now, but I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think? If we, if like, if we had to leave, where should we go? I guess just future talking, just in case. There's a lot of places to go. You could, you could pitch a tent under a bridge anywhere in Minneapolis. Good point. Really good point about the tent. That's that. That's one of many. Valid options. There's, gonna be, mm-hmm. there's a lot of vacant buildings right now. Uh, there's a lot of apartment buildings being built that you can. I think there's like some real like six months. I think if you're living in a place for six months or something and they don't find you, it's yours. There's a lot of really interesting rules out there. You, I, I think you got like a lot of options. Home. I think you got a lot of options. Right. 
Yeah. I defaulted to like tiny home just up north somewhere. Yeah. My mind went straight to, you know, find Chris Lindahl and just have him show us the way. Right. Didn't you have didn't you guys have mine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. He'll he'll get you a space. He'll get us a space. Right? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Guaranteed offer. <sighs> Guaranteed average. Guaranteed yeah. attic. Guaranteed, Guaranteed attic. attic. Guaranteed attic. Yep. He's, I, we need to get that freaking billboard going, by the way. We were, I'm actually kind of glad. I we, saw that. I yeah. saw that. I'm yeah. super glad that we didn't actually get to the final processing because we're, you know, we're working on getting an actual billboard with Chris Lindell holding us. And I, that's just going to be monumental, but doesn't do shit when everyone's inside, right? So <laughs> kind of glad. I bet. Good be, point. It I just need, think it, like, yeah. think about it. It needs to launch. It needs to launch when everybody can go outside again. Right. Right, that's gonna be a, and then we're gonna just push. Right, if 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 they're gonna say, hey, you guys are free to run around and kiss each other tomorrow, like we gotta have Bocella four weeks from there, and we're just gonna run and gun. Yep, and then we're gonna have the billboard on with Chris Lindahl, and then we're. Have you heard of you guys are gonna you guys are gonna explode? No, we're gonna gonna we're, we're, we're just we, it, we we have so much dynamite yeah. in this attic yeah, right I mean, now. I it's insane. It. It's yeah. it's absolutely nuts. But I I just think like the thing that I love the most about this time is first the problem solving what we've talked about all the time but like the innovation and how it's lasting innovation you're not just like making a small change here just so you can make it through the times like no this is a this is a time where you can be innovative and be fucking risky with your innovation because if you're smart about where you're providing the need and what you're doing that can teach you so much more about where you can go in the future Mm -hmm. it's just i'm so i i just love these times right now i hate to say it you know, people are going to hate me for that. Right. And what, where we get to come in and like where the back pocket gets to involve itself is the story, t- storytelling aspects. And like from the benefit of the back pocket, we get to live in the moment as much as possible because we're talking firsthand with people about how they're feeling in this situation. We don't have to sit in our own head or talk to our parents or talk to friends. Like we get to do that, but we also get to bring in other people and hear from someone doing an amazing thing such as yourself. And we get to hear from someone who's in the fitness industry, who's um, hiding behind the virtual world right now. Not hiding, but you know, behind the virtual industry right now. Um, So we're, we're able to capture the story and then have it, archived and ready to distribute um so it's really cool from the back pocket whether this is making money or not like i love that i have the opportunity to hear your story one time a year ago and you challenged us to go up to cushing minnesota and do an outdoor challenge on my birthday like the coolest thing (laughs) we talk about that all the time us two and jack burke like that is the coolest thing to eat fast forward a year later and we're sitting here during a pandemic, how you're making a world change and we're still able to capture that same story. It's like the coolest thing. Uh, and re- again, regardless if it makes money or not, I have this and I'll look forward to it listening five years from now, 10 yep. years from now. So thank you so much, Ben, for like share- genuinely like, being excited and coming on while you're dealing with all of this. Like when you responded right away being like, fuck yeah, I'd yeah. love to come on the back yeah. pocket. Like that energizes me. Dude, dude, keep sharing you guys. You guys are doing a great job. I mean, keep sharing people's stories and keep sharing the positivity too. I mean, the the, the thing that changes uh, uh, people's attitudes, mindsets, moods from where they're at is listening and viewing content that's positive, right? All there is is negative content right now except for, frankly, my content and your content and probably five other people's content. Mm-hmm. Put positive shit out there. You guys are doing that. That's fantastic. Keep doing that. You guys will help uh, uh, turn people's spirits, moods, et cetera, in a positive direction, which is going to help turn everybody's moods positive. positive. It's awesome. Amen to that, man. Oh, yeah. Um, so 
I'll say it. You know, talking a lot of positive. Uh, bullish positive. Bullish positive. Bullish positivity. Yes, sir. Here's uh, here's something that we didn't do too well in the last year. You challenged us to get Rob Swan on. Robbie Swan. Did you get him on? We did not. No. Fucking Robbie Swan. Is there Kenobi. is there another guy who is like big into climate change too? Uh, uh, Will Steger. Will Steger. Did you get Willie? So on? we were close to getting Will on. He's like, dude. He's like in the north right now by himself for like eight months or something okay does not so, shock me at all he was here for a brief stint and we, we tried to go to we his were event. so close yeah and we, we didn't were so close it just yeah. didn't work out he mm-hmm. he wasn't able that it wasn't able to happen you so gotta get that guy on yeah. right we, okay it, it the funnels are there I, swan okay. swan not as much because we it was just hard getting reaching yeah. out to him I think honestly in, clara kind of dropped the ball on that she was I, like i'm gonna i think you can blame it on clara yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so we'll blame I mean, rob swan on clara but she deserves the blame. Yeah, she she absolutely deserves she the blame. She iced us on the show uh, over the summer. She came on and yeah. she iced us. Wow. Yeah. yeah. She didn't get you swab, swan, and she iced you? Yeah. That's oh. total negative. Claire, and, well, and she also pranked us on our own fucking podcast, too. Uh, when we did the Blind Date podcast, we like reached out to a bunch of people saying, like, hey, set us up with a, a Blind Date to record a podcast with. And, of course, Claire responds, like, oh, I got one for you. And then, sure as shit, she just sets me up with twins, and the twins just do a switcheroo like halfway through the podcast, and I have no idea. And uh, yeah. it was legendary. And then they iced us again. And then so. they iced us again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a it's a full experience. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, I would actually, you know, we're we're gonna get Swanee on and we're gonna get Steger on for sure. I'll reach out to Steger actually after this. I haven't talked to him in a while. Okay. But, uh, yeah. That'd be huge back, if he's back from his expedition. Yeah. Nope. I need. I just need to hear him talk for hours on all because uh, that's one of my bigger things I want to talk about is just like climate change and what we've been doing and you know i think he's at the forefront of that obviously yeah um but is there anyone right now corona era related that we should be capturing as a podcast dude i think the i think the frontline doctors yeah i mean obviously they're all extremely busy but um i mean and i could reach out i i I don't have any names off the top of my head, but dude, I think you got to get some frontline doctors in here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. That are that are seeing the positives out of this too, hopefully. Right. Which I can get you some. Yeah, okay. frontline doctors. No, I would say. Didn't even think about that to be honest. I didn't even think that was a possibility. Right. But totally possible. Needs mm-hmm. to happen. Get him a hazmat suit. Give him a ticket to Bochella. Hazmat, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it always and it always starts with the hazmat suit. Hazmat suit and, and a bogo. How about we just go bogo? Yeah, bo- him a free date. We'll give him bogo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bogo and a free hazmat free, suit. No, no, no. But uh, bogo, we can do. Bogo, we can. Bogo, do. We'll hook him up with a face shield. Yeah, <laughs> with their name on it. Yeah. Oh. oh frick yeah! Should awesome. we? Uh, how does it work with recurring guests now? We. We don't we don't have enough recurring guests on to know how we operate a recurring guest podcast like with our normal questions. New yeah, domain. We, so we should talk it through. Do, do we do we ask the average quality? Do you have any average qualities right now that we should talk about? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then okay. the, the following one would be back pocket, but I back think we covered that with uh, overcoming everything this circumstance. Right. So we just I don't know if we ask those questions now for recurring. I think you got to come up with new ones. Yeah. Just on the spot. I think on the spot you both got to come up with a new question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right, 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 right. Fuck. Yeah. Do you have any do you have any questions? <laughs> is that a question? <laughs> I I will come up with a better one, but yeah, that is a question. I think what's uh 
in two sentences, what's the most positive thing that's happened to you in the past week? Two sentences or less. Um, I'll start. I made like, uh, Andrew and I have been doing these, this is just context as another do the sentence, but we've been working with, uh, Marnita's just totally dis, dis, Come on, disregarded. Yeah. Fucking A. It's hard to explain Anime without. Techie? Okay, I'll I'll do it in two sentences. Yeah, we'll see if you can. Back pocket had a Zoom chat of thirty people. I was able to experience community, laughter, and absolute fun with thirty people that most of I've never met before through the podcast. That's awesome. That's awesome. Right. Very cool. There we go. I did it. I did it. And then I'll give the context while Andrew's filling up his drink. The uh, so have you heard of Marnita's Table? Uh-uh. Okay, she's a uh, she's a lady who runs a nonprofit that okay. basically brings communities from Minnesota and the Midwest together um, through conversation and food and all this stuff. Okay. And it's all free; you can show up whenever. Okay. Um, but we found her recently and started working with her, and she wanted to do all these Zoom chat stuff because she, you know, her all her her biggest pain point was events. And now she doesn't, or that was her biggest sell, and now she doesn't have any of that. So now she's doing these community casts online. She's yeah. like, I'd love for you guys to host a community cast through Marnita's table every single week. And uh, so Andrew and I have the opportunity now every Thursday for the last month of we've built out like a legitimate community cast where people now know to just like join a call with a back pocket and just hang out, talk about cool. random shit and and it's it is so fun like it is just an absolute blast so, so for anybody listening just every thursday we'll be there and i think it's actually changing every tuesday but nonetheless um my question for you or have hold, you here let me let me oh give, you have let one. me you answer have one. i'm gonna a- answer ben's question oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 sorry cool i almost pivoted to hook me up with that uh uh yeah yeah yep um one of the most like influential influential things that's happened in the last since um, the pandemic has started. Working from home with my roommates has been such a blessing in disguise. Like I have an opportunity to operate at normally positively because I have a support group readily available at all times. I'm not by myself. I never have been. And like I'm I'm blessed to have an opportunity to be with like four great friends that are just when you think this you're in the real shitter, you have like if your family's going through something hard or you know someone who's going through something hard, you have someone to talk to. So I am very blessed and to have like four people right next to me at all times helping me go through this. And we can help each other. I think that's the coolest thing. Like we don't take we take for granted more times than not of being like I know we're all 24 and we're all knuckleheads and we're all just getting through life being wildly average guys. But at the same time, like all of us are gung ho, positive people that are like helping each other. It's like so cool that I, uh, I have that around me at all times. I know that was way more than fucking four sentences. No, but the, there was a couple of cool. uh, no, 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 semi first, the first, the first two sentences that you said works though. Yeah. You, you backed it all up with the yeah, other. Right. And I know other people in like in my age range that are by themselves or they're back with their parents because they did not necessarily have the the courage of themselves to maintain their lifestyle. Um, and it's a bummer to, for me to see that. It's like, hey, guys, like this is an opportunity that you'll look back in 10 years from now that you're not directly affected by it. So yep. take advantage of it. 
don't resort back to the most comfortable situation you possibly can. Yeah. I know you, you, you know, you're not going to get sick. And if you do, you'll, you have a great chance of overcoming it. So take advantage of what you can do with your mindset every single day versus resorting back to the most comfortable situation. Yeah. And it's hard to like tell your best friends that you see happening, but you can't. So like, so you got to clip it out off the podcast and send send it it to them. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real, it's a real, uh, it's, (laughs) it's a bullish effort. on Yeah. Um, okay. So I got a question for you now, Ben. Um, unless do you have two sentences? I think my two sentences are uh, connecting with family again in a and and also making time for like extended family again. Mm. We I've Facetime my family more times in the past three weeks than I have in the past probably three years. Agreed. Same same. It's here. been incredible. Yeah, from like generation wise, like grandparents, yeah. aunts, uncles, cousins. Yeah, getting everyone involved. Yeah, very cool. Yeah that kicks ass when was what's been the most uncomfortable moment during the coronavirus for the record you can't hear the slurps on the audio i hope you cannot no you can't i oh well, i heard it here you always hear it in the headphones but you never know right you have a little something in your left eye it's like fuzz or something man i that's a real that's a good question um Did you ever study Brene Brown? Yeah. Yeah. Vulnerability. Yeah. Maybe attack it in that sense. Where you've had to, you know, we, we feel uncomfortable, but we exercise vulnerability. So maybe instead of saying, when was it, when were you most uncomfortable? When have you exercised the most vulnerability? Or wait, did I say that wrong? You feel uncomfortability, but we exercise vulnerability. When is a time where you've exercised a lot of vulnerability? You know, I think uh, I think trust in a lot of these manufacturing relationships that we've developed um, has come down to vulnerability. And a lot of times, you know, you're tra- you're not trying to show your cards fully. You're trying to you're trying to make a deal at the same time. You know, kind of show your position. And I think everyone, and again, this is just in the American exper- the, the, the American uh, uh, spirit, has just literally worked together, and that's like pretty vulnerable. I mean, you're showing your cards, you're showing your numbers, you're showing the data to to companies that typically you'd be competing with. And that's like pretty fucking different, right? Like typically this manufacturer down the road I'm competing with uh, and trying to beat out of a contract to XYZ. And now I'm showing him the cost on the, the material that I'm like giving him the source to, to like go make face shields by himself to make sure they get out. And that's... That's been really interesting and pretty vulnerable, but pretty awesome at the same time. Mm. Well, yeah. Think about how like black and white that it was from previous. And now it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't, doesn't matter right now. <laughs> it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the crazy part because you're providing a need, Right. Like you just throw all the, it's not that you throw the competition, but you throw out that, that aspect of the competition because there's a, there's a greater thing that we're all fighting. It's like the aliens came to town and we all got a hundred percent. It's bringing everyone together. Yeah. It is bringing everyone together. Yeah. Yep. That's so interesting. And then who's to say you can't, you know, when the aliens leave, 
who's to say you can't work with that person or maybe even look at that person a little differently? Yeah. You're still a little closer together than you were before. Yeah. Totally. Hell yeah. Hell Amen yeah. to that. Dude. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. God bless. My question is a little less dramatic. It's more. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call me Decky Drama for no reason. Decky Drama. Follow bro. me on Instagram. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Knucklehead. Um, the three of us were like active guys. I'm curious from your standpoint, how have you stayed active or like, how have you, like, I need to get like the testosterone going. I need yep. to get the uh, adrenaline flowing. That's why we do embrace North. That's why we work out at base camp, alter, you name it. Um, that stuff might come to a kind of a halt for a, for a long time coming. Um, yeah. how have you been able to maintain something like that? Or where do you seek to find that adrenaline, that a, a testosterone kick? Personally, for me now, it's been late at night and going for a run. Uh, you know, so I'll run like from my place down through uh, 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 Loring Park mm-hmm. and then up along the trail, like to Cedar Lake or whatever and back. And I usually just walk back and like look at the beautiful skyline on the way back and just kind of reflect about the day because that's like the only thing I really can do. Um, but that's how I've been doing it. And that was a part of the routine thing, recognizing that like I had cut out working out of my routine and I needed to put that back in. Uh, but that, that that's what I've been doing. Running, yeah. Dude, yeah, running is so hard. I like. I hate running. Hate running. I literally hate running with the passion. It is a dreadful activity. Mm-hmm. I it will really push is. weight around. I'll move it. I'll put it over yep. my head. Yep. I'll squat it. I'll bench press it. But you get me moving from over a mile and a half, Terrible. and it's all oh, my knees, my ankles, yeah. my my mindset just deteriorates. Feels good uh, after. I right. do like it after. Mm-hmm. I, I do really like it after. But it is awful <laughs> every second of the. Of the journey. Yes, sir. That same day that I uh, decided to run to the lake and jump in and well, then not jump in, that was like the first time I had ran in, God, probably two or three months. You know, winter months I hadn't run yeah. at all. Picked it up and just ran like, I think it was like seven miles. And I couldn't walk. I could barely walk. Like I didn't stretch or anything after, you know, very dumb, 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 dumb way to go about it. Um you had what you have a uh, plantar fasciitis? Yeah, you know, I was something diagnosed like with that. something pretty extreme. Yeah, that was a Self- Matty C diagnosis. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it's self-diagnosis, but uh, you know, we ripped through it. <laughs> the uh, it, it's I'm I'm just fascinated by it. I was thinking about today. I was like, "Fuck it, dude! I want to. I I think I might just pick it up and run a half marathon. And once it's sixty degrees outside, dude, you guys listen to Goggins, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, that's yeah. my next audio book right now. There you go. Dude, his audiobook, so his audiobook is the, the like reason or the reason I did my audiobook the way I did mm. because of his audiobook. You guys are going to love his audiobook if you haven't listened to an audiobook yet. I haven't okay. yet. That's what I, so I actually guy, just downloaded it. He has a guy read it. And then, uh, so he had Scribe do his audiobook and his book, same same place that helped me publish mine. And he was. Wait, like, can you explain that? So you had someone write the book and. So it's it's not actually writing, it's not ghost writing, it's it's what they call scribe. It's scribing. Okay. So basically it's kind of like a, a person that's really fucking good at writing books and you're bouncing ideas off of them and you're and they're helping you kind of through the journey. Like, hey, this week you gotta write another chapter and like these are the things you should think about and like next week you gotta fucking publish a thing. So like you gotta dial it in. You know, so like <laughs> they, they they help you through the journey and then they're like, Hey, we're at the end. So now you have to publish your audiobook and now printing's gonna take three months and like um you know, like in our case we did our own printing because we had those con 
contacts, but they basically help you through the process. So, so Goggins book is one of kind of their most prolific books that they've done, but yeah, it's scribe. Check it out. Um, Oh, scribe the company. I remember. Yes. I actually do remember Claire talking about that. Yep. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked for Goggins book because he narrates it himself, right? Yeah. So he has a guy read it and then he comes in and this dude, it's epic. I don't want to spoil it for you. Okay. All right. All right. right. How is it right? How is it like writing and narrating? Did you narrate your book too? I did with my buddy. Yep. That's so right. I had a, yep. Yep. How was that? It was awesome. That was the most fun thing of the entire book. Because you're just Hands reliving down. the last six, yeah. seven years. It'd be like you guys talking about the last five years of your life, reading it page for page, and then you like have these little segues where like you just go off for a half hour on like crazy shit that happened that's like on top of the book, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's awesome. It's really cool. Would you suggest? I mean, you're how old are you now? 30. 30. Yeah, dirty not, 30. Not a day over 28. Yeah. Come on. Dirty 30. <laughs> do you... So young. Yes. So young. But do you um, recommend like going through that sort of practice regardless of how many book sales that you make? Because, you know, like I, I, I'm not saying back pocket should write a book, but I do like the idea of like a documentary or just some sort of like sharing like that long form sharing of a story like do you think that has had a lot of impact for yourself i think it was probably one of the coolest personal uh kind of reflection things that i've done in my entire life i mean like i was talking about journaling i do a lot of journaling i I wrote my book about journaling and kind of the the personal benefits that 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 has had in my life but this is like a huge journal like uh it's an it's an incredible experience Absolutely incredible experience. I'd hands down recommend anyone to do it. Um, Inscribe would tell you this too. Most professional book writers would tell you this too. Uh, don't write a book to think you're going to like make a shit ton of money on book sales because it's like 99.9999% of book sales. You never sell more than a thousand books. People that publish books. It's dude, it's Whoa, absolutely did ridiculous. Not know that. It's absolutely ridiculous. The large majority of book authors make more money speaking in a year than they do over their book sales in like whatever, twenty years. Mm. It's Holy absolutely shit. insane. Because yeah. I know that's been a in recent that was like a lot of your shtick, right? Yeah. Like going and speaking yeah. and yeah. stuff. Prior to Corona, yes. I was I had just gotten back actually from a a, a gig out in um uh uh, uh Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. so I was speaking at a place, um, franchises, and uh, speaking on my book and speaking how they could kind of utilize their ideas. But yeah, anyway, totally recommend it. Highly recommended to write a book and go through the process for sure. Dope, dude. So that the public speaking aspect has been a year in the making because I remember you talking about that on our show in March of last year, and you've really yeah. moved the needle in that area yeah. as someone like aspiring to be a public speaker, to stand in front of an auditorium of 2,000, 20,000 people. Yeah. What has it been like trying to like calculate a, a story, a personal example to an interpersonal skill? Like how have you like uh, workshopped your art of storytelling? Well, f- currently it's completely dead, right? <laughs> right. It's right now it's stagnant. It's complete. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's canceled hey, 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 their hey. stuff. You're building your story. Yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, yeah. You're gonna come back with even more ammo. Yeah. I, I mean, this is this yeah. is really cool the, for you. Well, think is, about the story you just told in the first, you know, thirty forty minutes of this podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's another book. It's another book. It's another story about pivoting. But yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I I absolutely love it. I mean, that I think that's kind of where I was meant to to be. That's my kind of big calling is helping other people do stuff like this. Um, 
I love it. I love tweaking it. Uh, I learned so much in the first couple months of doing it. I had like epic failures at places uh, speaking and I had, you know, awesome successes. It's just, it's been really cool. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. That's a challenge I'm excited for. I mean, he has been inspiring in itself because he does stand up comedy. Yeah. And before, yeah, 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 before COVID, he was going to open mics three, four times a week to do a show probably once a month. Um, so it was like very inspiring to see him take action on it. So like I'm ready to follow suit in a different light of day, not the comedy route, but more of like uh, motivational speaking. So yeah. yeah, but I think we have some with the live shows. Right, like, between the two of us, we have something. Between the two of us, we have a stand up set. We have we have a tight twenty. Yes, a stand up motivational set. Right, isn't that kind of a weird like? That's a niche though. Like I've never, dude. Any company would hire you in a second. It's funny and it's motivational. Fuck yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. like you could make fifty k, hundred k a gig, Fuck. easily. We actually would crush a corporate setting. I didn't even think about that. C- comics hate doing comedy or like comedy in front of corporate shows because it's too dark or they piss someone off or. But that's, we could well we could a, easily, easily do that. Mm-hmm. That's a huge niche. I don't even okay. The, the, All right. My uh, one of my uh, speaking mentors said this is like probably one of the most impactful things he said. Ross Bernstein, by the way, um, okay. who I don't know. If, did you guys come there like little yes, high your, performance event or whatever? Yeah, he's the guy that spoke wait, wait. at that the book release. Um, no, 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 that was uh, different. Okay, oh, we, we came to the book that. release. Okay, so this guy's written like over fifty books or whatever. He's a Minnesota guy, super cool guy. What's his name? Ross, Ross Bernstein. Bernstein. Ross Bernstein. Okay, yeah, check him out. Um. And he said, "How do you help? Uh, how do you help someone selling insurance sell more insurance? And if you can pitch that to their executive leadership team, and how your stand-up gig could help Marty in sales sell more insurance, they will hire you. Twenty k, thirty k, fifty k, a hundred k per gig." So if you can figure out that answer, and you can figure out how to pitch whatever gig you have, and how you can help Marty from wherever the hell sell more insurance and i'm just using that as an example right right they'll hire you we just need to include ourselves in part of the metric for sales sure right i mean if they if we can if they incorporate back pocket experience x this is actually a multiplier for product sale y you know like what information are you going to give marty that makes him sell more shit Mm, that's yeah that's okay. And no, we, I and I know are we have Are you going to give him motivation? Are you going to give him humility? What are you going to give Marty at the end of the day mm-hmm. to help uh, him sell more shit? Will it be like, tactics? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I give him, I give him my book and I say, you need to try your ideas. You need to try one thing every day. You know, the smart steps. I walk through the whole thing of like, what's the one thing you're going to do today to get one step closer to your personal goals. And I talk a lot about like personal goals, and how you get closer to your personal goals in that traction of your personal goals will build your confidence and then lead to being a better X, Y, Z, right? And making more money. So if you guys can formulate, how do you help Marty make more sales? You guys will have a fucking epic crushing selling set and you guys will go international doing just the most epic, hilarious comedy corporate gigs ever. Oh man, that sounds like a dream. (laughs) That that sounds like a rip-roaring time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, God! See, this is the kind of conversations we need to have because, like, Andrew and I don't anything, don't really know much other than like throwing parties and knowing how to produce a podcast at this point. So it's like, come on, we know a couple other things, and uh, maybe that's about it. And like, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. This is like, we're, we're people look at us like people who have seen us, who have grown up with us in through college years at least. 
and I don't know. They always are like, dude, you guys are like the master networkers. I'm like, not really. <laughs> we, we, we built a platform that allowed us to network. Dude, absolutely. I think that's totally true. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we got coffee with you last year. Now we're getting coffee with you now. You know, like that's, that's the mo. that's like the generic pitch of yeah. what most people would ask for. But yeah, we just built it into a content factor instead of a getting beers and retaining some of the information. Yeah. Mm hmm. And then what Andrew was talking about off air, like, well, we we did a lot of those last year of just just having the coffee. Yeah. But like, there's what there's more to it, right? There's there's a relationship aspect to it. So, anytime someone comes in the studio, we better be doing something with them outside of the studio. We better be trying to make shit happen outside of it. Trying to come together, see how we can help each other work, and and grow from there. Yeah. And, like Bocella, but. Again, that's that's one of the things. Like my biggest realization, and what I always tell people about podcasting, it's like, don't start a podcast because of the content or how many people we can reach. Just like selling, a, uh, like a, writing a book. No, the podcast. The biggest asset of the podcast is the opportunities you get because of the relationships you build, and because you can have an undistracted conversation. For Marcus, how long have we been going for? Um, I started here probably about almost a month ago now. No, no, no I'm talking like just today. Though. Just, oh, just, just today. this podcast. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant like me personally. No, I respect. No, no Marcus respect has also that. been on for a while. Yeah. Um. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's one forty. Yeah. Right we can have an hour and forty yeah. conversation undistracted for an hour over a couple drinks. Like that to me is the value, and not a lot of other people get that unless they're listening at this point right now. If you are, you know, congratulations. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. DM us. Let us yeah. know. Eight four seven six three six twenty one eleven. Right, you can give your phone number out at this point because you know. Well, actually, I don't know if you, we want to do that, but well, it's the Gary V model. It's the Gary V model, but it's just our personal. Yeah, swipe up. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so challenge for you guys. We'll probably talk in the next couple months, two or three months from now. You got another month to to formulate uh, what the pitch looks like, right? To this uh, corporate setting, I'm going to challenge you both. Two things: one, to have Bocella on, and two to have your pitch and pitched at least two companies on having you guys come speak motivationally, motivational comedy and have your set dialed. Mm. I love months. that challenge. Three months. Fuck yeah. Yes. Very, very doable action. Items. Set the, set the gonna, calendar. It's, my calendar. It's April 14th. So by the week after 4th of July. Right. And you, you know what the dopest thing about that whole challenge is, is right now the virtual world is like thriving. And how accessible it is for us to jump into the corporate America setting and do a set and do an experience. Like we've been practicing that. We've been honing in our craft of how to workshop people that we can't even physically touch. (laughs) And at the same time, we're trying to figure out how to host live shows and we've and we've hosted live shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, And I know you like you led into this whole little uh thing about us being average and shit and only being know how to throw a podcast and, and parties but we are on the forefront of everything it is whether like it's actually like making a difference or like we're actually just learning the process that's the coolest thing learning the difference we're learning about it all and i and i have the opportunity like it, right we're here at an hour 40 into this podcast does not matter how many people have made it to this point in the podcast Declan and I have had the opportunity to talk to you for an hour 40, someone who is making a worldly difference. And we're sitting here having a couple drinks, shooting the shit, kind of rip, 
like just kind of riffing off of something that we kind of have and we just banter <laughs> for a little bit. And like we get to learn about each other and we get to learn about how we're going to get better. Then yeah. we bring up the uh, public speaking. Bam. Now you have just challenged us to be better it's in, in three calendar. months. It's in the calendar. It's in the calendar. It's in the calendar. Fuck yeah. And that alone is more rewarding than anything like any download like engagement that we'll ever receive. We'll ever receive. So thank you, Ben. Dude, thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Keep it up. Seriously, keep spreading the positivity. Amen. You guys, you guys have an opportunity uh, in the next uh, fucking the rest of your lives, frankly. But you know, then this next month to like bring other people on, spread the positivity, and, and uh, keep broadcasting out there. So keep doing it. Yes, Absolutely. sir. We'll, we'll end it with this final question. Marcus said something. Yeah. Are you, some, you, so something yeah. that I've noticed throughout the entire podcast, we've been talking a lot about networking and like building relationships with different businesses, manufacturers, with people. Um, and what I think we realize or what we remember through all of those relationships is like their story. Right. And we get to hear like they always did something that kind of affected us personally. And they kind of leave behind a little bit of a legacy with us. What do you, Ben, want your legacy to be? Um, for your business after all this is done because once this is over we're gonna we're seeing a lot of positivity being built you're helping out with, like by building a bunch of masks um giving them i think that there, people are going to remember this as a very positive event but what do you personally want people to remember from all this are you talking like covid specifically or like um, legacy legacy like, are you trying to go more. deep I'm, right on the last go... question <laughs> <laughs> I, need a, I need another drink for this. <laughs> um i started going big but then yeah i brought it back down to covid but i guess it could <laughs> i could go either way so um let's start with covid and we can build up from there i mean i mean covid like frankly it, like we want to help save people's lives literally and that's what we're doing we're getting people uh this these face shields uh, that are help saving their lives. We want to do as many fucking face shields as we possibly humanly, physically are possible in, and with machines, obviously, uh, o- over the next span of when people need them. For sure. That's our goal. Mm-hmm. For sure. So after all this kind of piles up, like we're, this is going to be over, people are going to remember all that positivity, I guess where we could transition it into like what that legacy would be like long term. Yeah, I mean, so so I'm just pouring another drink here real quick. Just can I jump super in real quick? Deep. Yeah, yeah. I want to very deep. I think, I think that the legacy that you're currently living from a from a uh, from a from my perspective is you're showing that, like, the Ameri- like the American spirit and the American difference that we can make is is possible. Like that is a, that is a tangible thing that we can do. We don't have to outsource. We don't out, have to outsource our labor to make the impact. Ben, Ben, and Woodchuck are the people that have proven now that it's possible to make a difference within your own backyard. Now, amen to that. And when you think you're not necessarily making a like a world changing impact, you're making wooden engraved custom designs for interior design. You're making the the journals, the the event stuff for you name it, corporate America. You're making that type of wooden engraved stuff. But you're you're kind of looking back and like, what actually am I doing? But you're building a blueprint of working in America and and providing your your economy like through and through through forth. Um, to when the chaos presents itself, you have now left the legacy already so that you can actually take action before anyone else can, um, which is the dopest thing. Like we look at legacy as like an, as a abbreviation or an acronym. Alli- is it alliteration? Alliteration acronym. Um, acronym. Yeah. Let each generation's accomplishments continue yours. Legacy. 
let each generation's yeah. accomplishments continue yours. Yeah. And from you starting Woodchuck to making it into the medical devices to you just being yourself. Like I answer, I can like Marcus asked that question and I see your legacy already. Um, like that's the coolest thing. You already shared your whole legacy throughout this story and how you're building it and how you've utilized the people before you and how you're leaving a blueprint for people after you. That is like the coolest thing that we have the opportunity to do. So kudos to you for trying your ass off to be a part of that system. Yeah. And letting us tell you what your legacy is. Yeah. Know. Yeah. No, what, no, what is I your legacy? That. <laughs> I, I think you're dead on with that. I mean, but, you know, I, I feel so fortunate and so blessed to be living the life that I'm living. Uh, uh, you know, somehow randomly I fell into like being an entrepreneur. I wanted to like go design buildings and like I started a company that's planted millions of trees. You know, I just feel super fortunate and very blessed to be doing that. And then through that, I got to write a book and like all this stuff that like, I just feel so blessed and so fortunate. And my biggest thing is like, I want other people to experience like if I die tomorrow, I'm totally fine with that. I'm cool. Like I'm, I'm good. Uh, like, uh, I want other people to experience the fullness of what they can accomplish and the the happiness and the benefit and the the positivity that can come out of them accomplishing the shit that they never thought in a million years would have been possible. And like, so like my shit's always positive, challenging. I mean, literally like that's just who I am. Like I want to challenge you guys. I want to see you motherfuckers up on the stage at a big corporate event, target event, you know, three years from now, you guys both got paid a hundred grand each to speak and bring the best comedy show in the United States and the fucking world that improves their sales, like to the stage. Like, so that's the shit. And like, you're like, dude, that's a dream. That's, it's totally possible. Mm-hmm. All this shit's totally possible. And I want to like see other people's dreams. That's why I wrote the fucking book. I mean, it's literally the world needs your ideas you know, how to start something that's going to change the world. That's literally what I wanted to do. Like I want to see other people be successful and and accomplish and feel that sense of like gratefulness themselves. Mm. Mm. That's what I hope my legacy is. That's it, dude. Bam. God bless America. Good shit. I love that. Yes, sir. I kind of imagine it's like, like if if it's this mug and like your life experiences and everything is you're pouring it all in and you're you said full right but you're overflowing but you're as your eyes are looking around to find all the other mugs that you can put underneath yeah so that the overflow of the shit that you have pours onto other people because like you said if this mug is gone tomorrow well this mug was fucking full yeah dude who cares right yeah we had a great drink It, it 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 was full it couldn't have been anymore the only way it gets better is if it fills other mugs yeah and if you need more mugs go to metro mugs and use, and use promo code back pocket <laughs> for 20% off. <laughs> Best ad we've ever done. And it's not even close. If anyone's listening this long, they deserve a free fucking mug. Free mug. <laughs> I mean, really. If DM you're, me and, and yeah, and DM say, us. If you're listening, right overflow now, mug. Yeah. I don't know. Just DM us and be like, hey, that was a shit ass ad you put at the two hour mark. Okay. No, absolutely. Yeah. We'll give you a free mug if you're listening right now. DM us. Oh, that's amazing. At the back pocket podcast. But I, I mean, seriously, I get. You, 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 we've all said it a million times. It's like the give back, man. I think that you win because you help others win. Yeah. And whether it's a mug reference or not, I think we, I think we accomplished that, dude. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Final question. Yes, sir. Final question. What did you learn today from the moment that you woke up to when we're having this conversation? And what time did you wake up? 
Uh, I woke up at 6.25 today. Um, what did I learn? What was the question again? What did you learn today? Simple question. It's kind of a, a reflection from the last 24 hours. And we can walk through your day a little bit. We've had this podcast. You definitely. What did you do this? Yeah. We, we don't have to tell we're walking through the day. You just ask. So what did you do after you woke up? So this is a this is a super funny question. So there's this uh, there's this comedian. Um, he's like a relationship comedian. I don't know his name, but we we're listening to him this weekend, and he's like uh, he was talking about the difference between between women's brains and men's brains, and how at the end of the day, you know, most women and I'm just generalizing, and he generalizes, and uh, he's like, you know, women are an interconnected, uh, their brain is interconnected. All the events are connected and everything's all connected. And men, you know, our brains are boxes, right? And every box has to be carefully put on a shelf, taken off the shelf, opened up carefully. And we look in the box and we're in the box. And then we carefully, you know, put the box back together and we put it back on the shelf. And uh, one of the references he made was, um, how was your day today? Right? Because, you know, that's something like as, as, you know, like now that I'm engaged and like that's something that like happens at the end of the day like oh how was your day today and every time I get that question my mind just and and this is what he was kind of making fun of literally goes blank it's like duh what the fuck just happened today (laughs) I have literally no idea and I would I would honestly have to look probably at my schedule to even remember any of the meetings that I had today uh, uh, because I'm at home now and I am no longer, uh, working. Um, but what was, what is something that I learned today? This is why we, because we asked the question and then you had to look back at your day yeah. and saw just a shit ton of opened boxes. Dude. Okay. It's yeah. like someone sent you all of the packages and you had to open all of them and just rifled through a bunch of shit and you have no idea what it was. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the guy's brain <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, it's like, oh, is there even anything in that box? I don't know. <laughs> I just spent an hour diving in. <laughs> um, yeah, spent an hour unpacking. Yeah, but hey, to to attack it with some bullish positivity, like yeah, what a great question to think back to to like you. If you're going to go through a day as strenuous as it is every single day, you better take something from it to build to the next day. So I, I think uh, one of the things to reflect on today that I learned is that even like I'm always thinking, you know, 50,000 feet ahead or I'm always trying to think, you know, a couple of years ahead or whatever, that even those my capacity or my limit can even be completely exploded uh, uh like, like I'm not even there. I'm not even there from a capacity perspective or a, an understanding perspective. Two weeks ago, we got this 100,000 square foot space. It's fucking huge space. I mean, that's a big building, right? 100,000 square feet. And I'm like, dude, we could probably make like tens and hundreds of millions of face shields in this space. We all grow. We all grew the space. Today I'm walking through with the guy, Eric's bike shop guy, and I'm and who's awesome by the way. Plug for Eric's bike shop. Anyone who's listening to this, I'll probably buy you a fucking bike mm-hmm. uh, uh, at this point from Eric's bike shop. But this guy's incredible. Proud purchaser of Eric's bike shop. Yeah, dude, Love me them. too. Mm-hmm. Me too. And, is Eric uh, from? Is like Eric the yes. Eric guy? Eric, he's a Minnesota it's guy. Literally Eric. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's fucking cool. Too. I need to get that guy on the podcast. And uh, dude, I'll hook you up with him. I'll give you a cell phone after this. Yes. Just don't tell him you got it from me. Right. Um, but we'll anyway, we're up. walking through his. Uh, we're walking through the warehouse that he's essentially letting us use, right, to assemble all these. We're, you know, we're renting it from him for a couple months. 
And he's like, oh, dude, like, I have to move all my bikes in here in, like, a month. So, like, and I was like, oh, shit, you know, like, we're already exploding out of this space. And I'm like, I have to find, like, a half a million square feet to, like, move our shit to after a month and a half of this. And uh, so what did I learn? I don't know. I learned that I think my, like, my my bandwidth and everything is, like, pretty big, but it's not even a fraction of probably what it can be. I don't know. That's what I learned mm, today. My no. mind can continuously be fucked. <laughs> yes. But that's kind of the humility part of it is yeah. you're not invincible. Yeah. If uh, you need someone to build you a 500 or well, how much? Dude, what are what are you doing with that parking garage? Maybe we just move her somewhere to the parking garage. Well, yes. we're done with the parking garage in six weeks. If you want to. And nobody's to, in it. Does it have good lighting? Has great lighting. But we got if great you transportation. Want, if you want me to build you one, I got you. Let me know. Seriously, we can. We have plenty of people that are wanting to work to build something that's very simple, like a a, a manufacturing building. If you can build it in two and a half days, I yeah. think we're in. Yeah, seriously, you can build. You can how? Wait, how? What's the square footage? Seriously, we we, we will probably need like two hundred and some two two hundred ish thousand square feet. So that's a that's a. You're just talking a square pad, right? Yeah. With loading docks. I mean, two days, or what did you say, two weeks? Yeah, two How days. Many? Two days. It's a little aggressive, I know. It's a little aggressive on the timeline. How about a month? Can't do a month. Okay. It's too long. Two weeks? Uh, two weeks would be pushing it, but we could maybe do two weeks. Two weeks, I think we can make that happen. All right. Seriously. PCL construction. We got you. We have pe- we, like We literally have people like waiting around like, why the fuck isn't this investor doing this? Why isn't... Why why aren't we building this everybody's hotel? This, everybody's, yeah, pausing, everybody's pausing. But if you have to hit the go button right now, dude, construction is essential. We call forty people. We call forty laborers from the hall. Pay them at the the normal American rates. Now we're and now we're building you your place in two and a half weeks. Literally think it, it could happen overnight. Decky bombshell. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Like. I, your biggest, your two biggest weeks timeline, two hundred thousand square feet. All right, go. It's one level, right? It's one level. Yeah, dude, we can do that. We right. just did eleven levels and built seven or eight of what you are trying to build. I think we yeah. can do it. Like, fi- like fifty thousand of what we're trying to build. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I. My people will talk to your people, and we'll make it happen. Yeah. Just let me know the start. All of our date. people will talk. All of our yeah. people will talk. They will have a conversation. They right. Will. All right, exactly. I I don't know if I'm the people, but I I will let the other people know. Yeah. Cuz my my biggest question right now is who's going to design this shit? And I guess it's up to you. So, really it doesn't matter to us. I mean, <laughs> we could use the paneling that you guys use in here. <laughs> <laughs> Menards, baby. Yeah. Where would you build it? If you build it. If you can't come. answer me that right now, you can't tell me what I built in 2 weeks. Well, <laughs> We're going to build an opportunity zone. That's a whole nother conversation, but we're an building opportunity zone. Opportunity zone. I love the name. Okay. Already. So there's opportunity zone and new market tax zone. Have you guys heard of these? I have not. No. Okay. So uh, opportunity zone and new market tax. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's little zones all over Minnesota and frankly, all over the United States. Um, but, uh, there, there are these little sectors that the government has decided needs development. Okay. 
opportunity zones are incredible because essentially what it is uh, is it's tax-free money over a certain amount of time if you keep your money in there. It, it's an incentive for people to take their money or their profits or their gains or whatever and invest in areas or buildings or businesses that are kind of you know dilapidated. And that's a that's a loose term because frankly, the location we're in right now, is technically an opportunity zone and it's nice. It's Northeast. Right. And it's, it's a couple areas. It's like block by block, but new market tax zone is an incentive uh, area also from the government that gives you uh, interest only financing for seven years. Hmm. And after seven years, they forgive, you know, 30 some percent of the debt. Um, so we, we we originally were going to be building or renovating in February um, with an incredible group, uh, Interstate Real Estate Development. Um, these guys own a lot of properties all over the place. Great guys. Um, and that's who linked us up with Eric's Bike Shop and, and where we're at right now. Um, so super happy. We're going to be partners with them in the next building. But we, we paused it. So rather than doing that in February, uh, we're going to probably be doing it in March or April or May or something just to kind of see what happens over the next couple months. Um, because we think there are going to be new opportunities that come up. Um, no pun intended in opportunity zones, uh, uh, that, that will be building, renovating, whatever. So, so, okay. So the opportunity zone makes more sense because you're just renovating a space that needs to be it's it's just extremely cheaper. Too. Oh, could new be bu- new building too. Oh, because okay. you could demo and then rebuild. And yeah. that's it. So you're buying a zone essentially. Yeah, you're buying you're buying a piece of land or a building yeah. that's in a zone that that um, has a different tax classification, right? Uh, uh, from a profit perspective, and what you can keep or do with your money from right. a prosperity. So then, is that like, like a little far, a little more removed from the cities, like Fridley? No, 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 no. Okay. There's zones in Minneapolis and St. Paul, oh, hell like yeah. literally, dope. Yeah, in the cities. Okay. Yeah, they so, are also out there too. Yes. Uh, but there are quite a few locations in the cities. Cool. Yeah. So then, are you as a as someone who's like looking to buy this land? Are you just like looking for a bond that can like or an investment of, or some sort of financial with a different insurance or a different interest that can basically beat what your projected one is for that opportunity zone. I'm trying to understand like the, like the, the, the hot, why it's so we're looking to create the opportunity zone for back pocket. Right. Right. We're trying to do the same thing. Cause this is only temporary. <laughs> um, so there's, so with an opportunity zone, it basically, so, so, Let's say you guys moved into an opportunity zone, okay? Which, which frankly, like over by Woodchuck, that's where we are. Someone right. could invest in your company. And let's say I just take $100,000 out of the stocks or, or whatever, $10,000 out of the stocks, okay? Now, typically, you got to pay capital gains, right, on the gains. Let's say, I, let, let's actually say, let's not say I took $10,000 out. Let's say I took 10000 of gains out, right? Mm-hmm. I'd have to pay capital gains on, on that. Now, if within 90 days I invest that, into uh, uh, an opportunity zone business, let's say. So literally, I mean, let's use oh, that as an example. Yep. Let's say you guys are in, let's say this was an opportunity zone. This, frankly, it could be. I, I don't know. Uh, we got to look at a Google map, but uh, this could be. If I invest in you guys and I put 10K or 100K or whatever into your guys' business, that's an opportunity zone business, and I don't have to pay gains on that. If I keep it with you guys, okay, for 10 years, if I keep my money in with you, there's there's benefits after seven, but the main ones are after 10. 
if I keep it with you guys for 10 years and let's say you guys turn from a million dollar company to a $2 million company. Okay. I pay zero capital gains on the million dollars of gains. Oh, wow. Typically that'd be $330,000 or whatever. It depends on tax bracket. Yeah, rate, sure. right? 25, 30%. You right? would literally save $330,000 in cash in taxes. Mm. It's over 10 years, but that's a lot of money. But again, mm-hmm. if you're if you're building a manufacturing thing, you're building you're, if you're building it a, in a quote unquote an opportunity <laughs> within yeah. that opportunity zone, yeah. that's you obviously want are building it for the vision of lasting for more than ten years. Okay, and now that just that just beefs up your pitch yep. to said investor. Yeah, like oh yeah, we're all we're doing all these incredible things. By the way, yep, no worries. Yep, dope. All right, we're learning. We're learning. We're growing. God bless. This is great. Well, uh, that was like the longest "What did you learn?" question of all time. So good shit, Ben. Yeah, you nailed that. And helping, and you helped us learn. While you learned, we we're all learned. learning. We're all learned. learning. Yes. Everyone's learning. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Dope. But dude, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks again. for having me. This Thanks was me. an absolute blast. We actually we reached out to you because um, a listener reached out and was like. You guys got to have Ben on back on. Like this is the perfect time to have Ben on, and we 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 were blind to it. We weren't even thinking about having Ben back on. But God bless, we're thankful he hit God us. God bless back. the listeners. Yeah. God, God bless, bless the marketing the interns. Yeah. No kidding. So, thank you so much for coming on, man. I love Thanks you. Thanks for ben. having me. Thanks for having me. That's a wrap. here for a second to hit you with an ad oh god i keep looking at these ad reading like i'm I'm so bad at reading ads like i can't actually do it you know like but i love metro mugs like i want to sell our mugs but i i i read too fast and i and i start riffing and it it just blows up when metro mugs ads come up on my feed and i'm like i'm reading them and i i just get i get so excited i just want to speak too fast i can't follow the text yeah so i don't know if nate needs to just write like bullet points or something for these but i mean at least we're getting the point across that, like, if you use code back pocket, you can get twenty percent off 
uh, your first order and like go follow on Instagram at Metro Mugs, right? That's pretty much what we got to say. Right. Metro Mugs, very similar style to us, like-minded people, inspiring conversation. Yeah. With like, I mean, it's a coffee mug, right? But the coffee mug always contains some sort of liquid and you're usually enjoying that beverage with someone else. Uh, thus inspiring conversation. I think that's what they're getting at. Like I, instead of doing, you know, Facebook ads or marketing on billboards, it's like we're marketing on a on a mug that actually matters. So go ahead to Metro Mugs and join what we're sharing. Yeah, I think that was a pretty good at. Sorry for the interruption. I was just lighting my first ever soda scent candle here in the studio to really enhance the aroma. Absolutely. It was uh I got nervous um when you lit it. I was I didn't know what you were actually lighting, to be honest. I, I didn't know we were trying to set the studio on fire or whatnot. But you know, now that we have this candle burning, it's the uh what is this one? This is the North Shore candle candle. It's it's nice. It, it's really nice and in, I didn't realize how bad our studio actually smelled until we lit this candle. Right. Now that guests are going to walk in with the North Shore aroma enhancing this environment, I'm really, really excited to bring in the top line guests to see the, their smiles on their faces. Absolutely. So a little bit about SodaSense. They're a, uh, a local Minnesota company who are hand uh, handcrafting all of their um, candles with natural soy wax and crackling wooden wicks with a guaranteed burn of 55 plus hours which you know each one of our podcasts is about uh one hour which means we got 55 podcasts that uh, this candle's gonna last for pretty stoked about that if you guys want to get in on the action with us uh get used code back pocket uh for 20 percent off your first order at sodasense.com that is s-c-e-n-t-s when you spell sense not c-e-n-t-s so don't worry. So just just know about that. But regardless, the link is in the show notes to purchase. Hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. Just kidding. This is not a Tiger King ad, but this is a is a break to to interrupt you for for a quick ad. We got a new sponsor. We got a brand new sponsor. They're Soda Sense. Uh, they are a local candle company uh, here out in the here in Minnesota, um, used to bring out those Minnesota memories uh, through scent of their candles. They are 100% handmade and all-natural soy wax and uh, crackling wooden wooden wicks with a guaranteed burn of 55-plus hours um, with offerings such as Loon Island, the North Shore, and Boundary Waters Campfire. Their scents are created to embody everything that Minnesota represents. Uh, these guys are phenomenal. We've been uh, working with them for a couple weeks now and cannot wait Cannot wait for you guys to be ordering some nice, lovely smelling candles in your house. We got like three or four here in the studio. It's absolutely phenomenal. If you guys want to get on the bandwagon with us, use you can get 20% off your first order if you use code BACKPOCKET. That is B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T. That, the link to purchase will be in the show notes. Oh, God, I keep looking at these ad reading. Like, I'm, I'm so bad at reading ads. Like, I can't actually do it, you know? Like, but I love Metro mugs. Like, I want to sell our mugs, but I, I, I read too fast, and I, and I start riffing, and it, it just blows up. When Metro mugs ads come up on my feed, and I'm like, I'm reading them, and I, I just get, I get so excited. I just want to speak too fast. I can't follow the text. Yeah, it's a. I don't know if Nate needs to just write like bullet points or something for these, but I mean, at least we're getting the point across that like, if you use code back pocket, you can get twenty percent off. Uh, your first order and like go follow on Instagram at Metro Mugs, right? That's pretty much what we got to say. Right. Metro Mugs, very similar style to us, like-minded people, inspiring conversation. Yeah. With like, I mean, it's a coffee mug, right? But the coffee mug always contains some sort of liquid and you're usually enjoying that beverage with someone else, uh, thus inspiring conversation. I think that's what they're getting at. Like I, instead of doing, you know, Facebook ads or marketing on billboards, it's like we're marketing on a, on a mug that actually matters. 
So go ahead to Metro Mugs and join what we're sharing. Yeah, I think that was a pretty good ad.